Hey guys, we did something a little different this week. We were guests on Kitbag Conversations with Cody. You know Cody from being on the show. Um, we've had him on. You know, you know his Instagram account, Kitbag Conversations. Him and Matt do that podcast. Matt's been on here as Croton Report before Zuckerberg found out about him. And we touch on a lot, so I'm not going to try to recap it. I will say though, this is you know normally our Friday show might be headlines and an interview. This is not an interview. This is. Uh, Cody telling war stories and us asking questions and a little bit. And we, we were brought on with the idea of talking about the Republican primary. So we do touch on that. Um, but eventually we just get to, you know, what passions us, which is, you know, dealing with current events more. And, uh, we ended up talking about a lot of things from China to Cody's many stories and you're going to love all of them. Um, nine 11 makes an appearance. Cody was in uh, a city you might've heard of from that day. Uh, you got two to choose from. I'll let you find out anyway. Um, normally they only release the first hour on their show and then the rest is behind the Patreon. And, uh, we reached out to Cody and said, I don't really want to edit any of this shit out, man. And this is really good. Like this whole conversation is fun to take anything out of it. Like, I don't know which part I like, you know, least, so he's like, just post the whole thing. So we got the whole thing on here for you. It's a little longer than usual. Um, listen to it on Friday like normal. And then if you need some time over the weekend, come back into it. We will see you next Wednesday for our sounds show. See you then. I'm Crowley Towen, and I've never listened to an Untaken. Natasha has to go. She has burlesque rehearsal or whatever, burlesque practice. <laughs> just in case you forget how to strip. Uh, and the, sure. and, and her car wouldn't start. She's like, everything's flashing. It's like a Volkswagen golf. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. All right. So I go out there. I'm like, well, everything's flashing. You have a major electrical problem. I don't have anything that can fix this. Like, and they're like, fine, you can take my car. I move my truck out of the way. So just you get the car out. My car's battery's dead. Cause I drive it like every two months. And I'm just like, fuck, fine. Fuck. I'll pull my truck back up. We'll jump it. And then the neighbor comes out and the neighbor's dog's been barking the whole fucking time. So I'm irritated with everything to my right hand side. And the neighbor's like, you guys having problems? I'm like, <laughs> and then Natasha was nice and starts talking to her. And eventually Natasha's like, where are you going oh, by God. the way? Cause we live down, um, you know, down like, you know how there's like neighborhoods within like the oxbows of a river, like the little bend, mm-hmm. like a little peninsula. So like, Everything is out from where we are just to start with. And her rehearsal is like right at the end of the little cul-de-sac shaped peninsula we live on. And so the lady's like, yeah, I'll just drop you off there. It's fine. And so I'm like, I guess Uber home. I don't know. I'm fucking, good luck. it's not a long walk. You're having a hell of an afternoon. Everything was fine. Everything was fine until this. I'm like, I'm ready for the show. I've got little questions I wanted to ask him. I even had an idea of how to start the show if you were open to it. But here we are. All I'd say is just, Dustin, turn your volume up a little bit. We're good to go. God damn it. Was that whole rant at low volume? No, you're good. I can hear you. It's just we have old men who are like... Yeah. (laughs) Like, the best way I can put it is like they're in their 60s. They're mercenaries. They're soldiers. So their Uh hearing's all gone. Yeah. Yeah, you fire enough shotguns down hallways, you know. Sure. (laughs) Start to lose a little bit of hearing. Okay. I can't hear you over the war crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how is that way too loud, or is that perfect? That's perfect. Yeah, that's, they can that's always, perfect. They can always turn it down. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Like, Would you be fine if we shared like the first hour, however long this is, um, on our feed, or would you rather have yeah, everything on? You're totally fine with that. Okay, because we'll we'll cut it off even and be like, hey, hear the rest of this over at the kit bag. So you know, anyways, all right, cool. Very fun. Um, we start our gonna, shows uh, off with a question. This is your show. I was going to introduce you first because it's like your your people are all like political scientists and <laughs> in politics. Mine are. <laughs> 
autists who love the military or they're like former guys like i have everything from like german mountain commandos in the patreon and marine recon to like the most autistic italian kids who are like i know everything about the south african arms industry and i'm like jesus christ i think you might be surprised i think you might be surprised by how much we overlap yeah we've got some of those guys out there as well yeah we've got a guy in vietnam that's like blown me away with gun knowledge like him and this kid in uh, north carolina are always talking about guns and i'm like i just i don't know i thought i knew but no i don't know uh, but yeah, anyways, um, they're there. They're there. Yep, yep. Don't forget about gun truck. Paul, of course, gun truck, Paul, gun truck, Paul. Gun truck Paul got his nickname because I meant to say truck gun, Paul. And then I just kept repeating it wrong. He, uh, he had some video where he's like, you know, they say that you, you know, your handguns just to get you back to your truck gun. And he pulled back a blanket <laughs> for like, I don't know what it is. It takes a belt. So like, it's massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Guys. Alan, you uh, want to go first? I, I feel like I always stay yeah. on that. I am Alan of the Nun Taken Show. I live in uh, the Bay Area, California, and we do the show. That's Dustin over there. <laughs> I, I, I'm Dustin. We do uh, together. We do Nun Taken podcast. We talk about politics and current events. Uh, we uh, it's it's tempting to say like we keep it light. We don't keep it light. We deal with dark and painful subjects, but we do it in Very a way. Much. But we do it in a way where we always want to like keep comedy as or like entertainment as front of mind right so like i i wouldn't say we make bad things funny but we're always trying to be funny while we're talking about the news because you know if you're gonna laugh or cry right so uh especially (laughs) if you take it seriously a little amusement yeah yeah don't Uh, take it too seriously yeah but we do a lot of different sound bites clips from the media in our first show of the week that's usually we try to do two hour show it's always two and a half hours and then uh, we do a second show that's like just bam bam headlines or an interview Nice. Yeah. That's a lot better than, you know, I'm going to, I need to start recommending you to some people who always tell me like, uh, and it's the most painful thing. Like, I don't watch the news because it's depressing. And I'm like, I hate you. Right. Like, like, I, you I, need I, to care. Yeah. yeah. Well, and our thing yeah. is to like, you know, Alan has a different political perspective than me, but we've just always got along. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm a, I used to be a libertarian, but under my, I have an underlying underline through line, a through line of pragmatism, which the modern libertarian party has no tolerance for. Honestly, any party has tolerance for everybody's got a purity test. And if you're willing to bend for any, you know, rational reasons, you're just, you know, you're, you're persona non grata. So I just said, yeah, it's fine. I'm an independent that's boring and annoying, but it's easier than trying to assign yourself a dogma. And then, you know, Alan is like what a regretful Democrat Democrat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I would say I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a liberal. I'm a, a Democrat technically, I suppose. But, you know, I have my own opinions on things. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> me and Dustin me and Dustin find our way to uh you know, figure out a way to to find so we try to find solutions to some of these things politically, um that where we can kind of meet in the middle, I think is kind of what we end up doing a lot. Solutions for conversation, to be able to like talk to yeah, someone yeah. about it, you know. So yeah. so I mean, I don't know. I that's also not the formula for a successful podcast. Right. Like you need to be offensive and get people's attention. But, um, you know, if we wanted to be successful, we could do that. Uh, if we have a plan, it's to long term, you know, the pe- I think the people that are attracted to our types of conversations are, you know, people like you, people that are thoughtful and people that aren't like that don't necessarily succumb to, you know, a, a podcast, which is really just people that grew up on TikTok and 
you know, are just like, hey, let's say this dumb shit. We had a clip this week where some guy was saying like, did you see State Farms pulling out of California? It's like, yeah, five years ago, they tried to leave and the state wouldn't let them. And then the guy's like, I bet there's going to be a big earthquake now. It's like, no, it's the fires. It's literally the thing that you know about. Like, you guys are just doing cuts and like making a video. And it's like me and Alan grew up on radio. So we kind of like talk more. That's it's actually starting to come back around, which is weird because a lot of the guys that I talk to uh, that listen to our show, it's it's a lot of people do, uh, especially after COVID, like work from home or like an hour long car ride. Yeah. They're just like, I need, I need something to devour. And I've told this to uh, Cole at All Caught Us yeah. too, and a, a lot of the other guys. But I'm like, if I, if you sat there and you made a, if you made a podcast, I made a podcast, and Cole made a podcast. Like that's three podcasts right there. And you know how much work it takes to put one hour or two hours into one week. That's three of the seven hours to the commute that they go to work on. Right. That's not including chores, dishes, and all that other stuff that people put a podcast on for. So it's like usually the average person has somewhere around like 10 to 15 hours. And those sound bites and the, we need to get these libtards out of America. <laughs> and like it gets old fast. Like imagine 15 hours of just Alex Jones screaming in your ear. And so it's like the thought process, like, e- People want that thoughtful conversation. They yeah. really do. And it's whether they know it or not, they do. They do want it. Yeah. And so it's good that you guys do that. We used to try to do shorter shows. And yeah. then some of our listeners are like, no, just make it long. Fuck yeah. it. They're like, hey, <laughs> I'm still at work. Uh, you know, like, I'm stuck in the car anyways. And, yeah. Yeah. and it's sort of formatted where there's breaks. So it's like, if you want to listen to an hour and a half and an hour and a half tomorrow, it's perfectly designed for you to pause and come back to yeah, you. Yeah, know? totally. It doesn't have to be your first podcast the next day. You can listen to your other shit and then have this come on. You know, I don't know. I kind of have like a podcast schedule to my day because I listen to a lot of them at work. <laughs> Uh, one like one yeah, of our little same. intros is where like I listen to 13 hours of podcast a day. Alan watches three hours of cable news. So between the two of us, you're going to get a couple different perspectives and, you know, um, but yeah, that 13 hours, like, yeah, I have no problem having a show that's longer like that. I don't, why, why am I talking about myself so much? I'm starting to feel weird. Sorry. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> God, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we have a personality. Well, we, we grew up in that. Um, we were all of me and Alan's influences were, so I'm an elder millennial and Alan can pretend he is. And all of our influences <laughs> were like cool Gen Xers and Gen yeah. Xers were like, you can't sell out. That's the man, blah, blah, blah. And so we grew up with that mindset and everybody else that's a millennial, like born like three or four years after us is like, you have to make your own brand. You need to be out there whoring yourself, like pitch everything. Like, back. yeah. And it's just, yeah. I can't, I it just, it's not a part of me, you know? We also yeah. grew up listening to talk radio, like guy talk radio was sort of one gotcha. of our main influences. So yeah, so we, you know, those were three, four hour shows we would listen to all the time. So we're used to that sort of format. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, so, yeah, but, uh, the, the biggest question I have and like really the, the one that, cause I don't follow, uh, closely the Republican primaries or any of that stuff. Like I, I pay attention to like what's going on in the economy. I pay attention to what's going on in foreign policy, but like I've, I've, I've just given up watching the primaries. Cause I'm like, whoever, if they can elect a moderate to okay, Republican Joe Biden's going to just, yeah. he's the Jimmy Carter of but our But They era, can't do so it. I, was, I said that when he went I in, I was like, it. yeah, I was like, he's, he's the Jimmy Carter. He's also like a Democrat Reagan hear me out in the sense that it's oh, like yeah. <laughs> let's put this old man in let's bring in this young crop of people to run the show and this guy just smiles mm-hmm. at cameras and says good things oops can't say the good God. things you know like yeah. it's just like the democrats trying to do a reagan and they're like nah he's not charismatic enough yeah he's also old school politics he likes yeah. to you know get in the room and hammer shit out you know meet in the middle 
um, as theory. opposed to, you know, he, he, that's that's kind of his thing. You know, that's what he like thinks politics still is. Yes. I don't know how right. much of that is truly happening. He tried to do it with Joe Manchin and saw how that worked. They're on the same Well, team. he got a few things passed. I suppose. See, that's so, what it's like. I'm like, sure. No, fine. no, I can no. Because now I got a question. Because you said he was old school politics. So, in your opinion, guys, who's who's the new school? Who do you think is actually Hawley. making the new Josh Hawley? Who? Josh Hawley. I think his version okay. of American populism is, in my honestly, in my opinion, it's pretty frightening because it's you know you can say verifiably false things, and it, you know that's not new. Like yeah. that's what Trump brought, but he doesn't do it Whoa. with the charismatic charisma that Trump does, but he still finds a lot of success. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I think he's Nebraska. I always say Nebraska, and it's yeah. Missouri or Arkansas. I can't remember. He was the one some... who looked at the picket line on January 6th, and he's like, fist in the air. Yeah, he did the fist. Yeah. And then he <laughs> ran down the hallway. Yeah, he did the he just like... <laughs> Ferris Bueller principle in in, uh, in Ferris Bueller, where he's running down the hall, yeah. and then he walks by the window, runs down the hall, walks by the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all saw the video, Josh. <laughs> There's a lot of new politicians like that, that, that same kind of lane. Your Matt Gates's, your MTGs, your AOCs, oh, you know, try to appeal to more extreme uh, ends of the party because mm-hmm. that's where you get the soundbite. That's where you get the clip on TV. Personal where, attention. Like, like yeah. you're, you're trying to create, it's what we talked about, right? It's like they're, all they're doing is making a national brand for them as a, as a brand. It just so happens they were elected by a district or to represent the, you know, the people of Georgia in the Senate. It just so happens. They don't have to do anything that helps those people out. They have to do things to get their name. Like, so right now, nobody, um, nobody. So, so if you just tuned into the fact that the government's going to shut down, is it going to shut down or is it the is it defunded what one of the two right or i guess it's the same thing so they're about to not be able to pass a spending bill right that's by the end of this month they just brought it up because they're like hey we just came back from summer vacation and nobody has a spending bill so there's a reason for that all during all during the last session all during the last session they injected a bunch of bullshit into the spending bill proposals so yeah. that uh, so that they would get rejected, so that it would get to this point, and then they could be like, "Hey, everyone, look at me! I'm the one that look. The Democrats are 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 failing to run this, and all the cameras there are talking to you know those same people again. Who you have? When was the last time you saw anything from Marjorie Three Toes? I haven't seen anything from her in a long. Sorry, there's a picture with her on on the beach where she looks like she only has three toes. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah uh, Marjorie Sporkfoot. You haven't seen her for a long time because there hasn't been a spectacle. She's the, she's waiting this out for the next. Spe- it'll be in about a week. It'll be the rest of this month, and for however long they shut down the government. I'm sorry, did I rant too long? No, you're good. Okay. It's fine. She. She recently said some stupid shit. I can't remember exactly. Something about taxes in the Ice Age or something. I don't know. Uh, Matt Gates has said that uh, he wants to impeach Biden. And if uh, Kevin McCarthy doesn't go along with it, he's going to have him fired as Speaker of the it, House. It only takes I, one vote. By the way, he didn't even say what, <gasps> like, what charges he wants to That's the best part. Yeah. Well, maybe it's all his aliases. <laughs> I'm waiting for more on this alias story. But there's this whole thing about... Uh, Biden's aliases in his emails. And it's all like explainable mm, yeah. to be like, I want to be able to have a normal conversation. So I've used this alias account. And it's like, well, turns out we're, um, we're taking the former president to court or to, to court over like classified documents and his relationship with the records department of our government. And um, you're really making our record keeping difficult when we don't exactly know how many fake names and email accounts you have. Jesus. I know that one's going to grow a lot of hair. That's like, that's like this last week. You'll hear about it more in the next few, probably as they get more to bite onto. There's no meat yet, but there's a scent. Yeah. Nice. Now that's, that's uh 
because I got a buddy. I don't know. If, have you guys ever looked into the GameStop AMC stuff? Have you ever yeah. looked into that? Well, to I haven't moon. looked in. Are you saying like a conspiracy behind the phenomenon? Because I mean, I... Well, uh, Okay, so I, I'm still holding my games. Yeah, of course. I've why not? Like, I, you I didn't buy that hands, to be diamond like, this hands. is going to be an investment vehicle. You're like, why not? Like, I, let's fucking do this. Or, yeah. yeah. So I got all I the Cardano the I bought. Again. Yeah. But I, I, got a, I got a buddy who d- we DRS'd our shares. And if you don't know what that means, we'll come to the podcast. But uh, no, we were talking about it because uh, Evergrande and uh, the Chinese Everything Garden's just... In China everything mm-hmm. in china is going down and they're like yeah china's gonna get fucked up and then if you look at the books though if you look at the earnings statements all of the debt they have is foreign like it's like mm-hmm. canadian banks it's american banks who are using the loan payments from that stuff to pay for other things back here and so it's billions if not probably trillions of dollars at stake over in china student loans get turned on next month and oh by the way we might shut down the government at the end of the month and so it's i'm just sitting here i'm like man if if you were an agent for the russians or the chinese (sighs) literally your orders this month were just make the the government not work for a month in october let student loans let the chinese housing market fail and then shut the government well the best part of that is what's biden been trumpeting for the past two three months bidenomics bidenomics as soon as he broke that out i was like oh buddy you just gave the right a lot to work with (laughs) jesus because like things are like on paper things are like you know trending in a positive like inflation's still up but it's not nine percent anymore prices aren't going to come down they're just up that's not the way prices work unfortunately hold up there do you know how inflation is measured Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. All the shit that really counts anymore. They're like, that affects the number too much. We don't count that one. So they didn't just take that out, but inflation is measured on the last two years. And so the numbers that were two years old, right? So the 20, so we're 2023. Yes. I follow you. Yeah. So, so 2021 is what they're comparing it to. And so like uh, inflation was growing in 2021 and 2022. So it looks like inflation in comparison is going down over the last two years. No, it's just not rising as rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. That big number is still growing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not the same as compound interest, but it's like that same, like, Hey, this is a, a big number being multiplied by, a slightly smaller percentage more, but still, yes. yeah. It's, I mean, just look at your grocery bill. Yeah. Mine's like $275. Alan's is probably his kidney Jeez. over there in <laughs> yeah, California. Yeah. Like, fucking. Yeah. I'm selling organs Sm- for sure. Smashing that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gas is like 530 or something like that. 540 over here. Oh, I, I think yeah. we're like 319 yeah. here. Dude, I, I went to Portland for a week uh, last week. And oh my god, I wanted to end it all. It was like the hotel. <laughs> the hotel made me pay for parking. I had to pay for plastic bags. The gas was four dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, just burn the West Coast down. Portland. I'm done with like just restart it. It's Port- done. Portland, ha- Portland has, has like its scenic, example. pretty stuff and its interestingness, but like it's just not an example of how you should model any other yeah. town. Also, great strip clubs though. I, amazingly, clubs. right? Like yes. <laughs> great drugs yeah, great drugs yeah. that too oh man my my favorite place there shout out to the japanese zen gardens i have like yeah i've been there that was it. it's beautiful that's it. the best one in the country love it. that's the yeah. best one in the country oh i don't san francisco's got a pretty good one I, you, you, you need to see this mouth. one <laughs> yeah, Alan, you need to see this one it is beautiful How many, <laughs> i don't think i've been to that one it's it's yeah, that's yeah, what you I sound like japanese someone that hasn't gardens. been there yeah. <laughs> 
I uh yeah after after my deployment I sat there for like an hour and a half I just like sat by like this little trickling waterfall and like mm. my mother in law is like are you okay and my wife's just like let let let's let him be like let's just <laughs> like I I like they, it's so peaceful out. yeah it's yeah. dude you could just you don't you don't need anything you could just sit there yeah. and just be like. Uh, but then like some like Turkish or Azerbaijani <laughs> tourists will come by smelling like cologne. My two favorite like, ethnicities to pick on. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Taking pictures and like, and you're just like, oh, oh God. Yeah, can, really I, ruined it. can I just, I, I'm sorry, I'm so easily distracted, but it's like I spent so much of my life at make, it's just easy to pick on the Turks if you're like, you know, <laughs> if you're a fan of Western Civ, you're like, well, I, I naturally hate the Turks. Constantinople reasons but then uh, and then I started my girlfriend's Greek and she's Greek Cyprian so we're like hey we can bond over something Uh, but but then I need you to understand how much it takes to make me side with Armenians like wow Azerbaijan you guys are fucking and now let me explain um I think your guy I don't recurring I don't I don't yeah it is a thing on our show so and and this this what I'm about to say is something you know how people say these things where it's like I'm not the person I used to be I'm so proud that my friends showed me you know what I could have done and I'm so glad that I was able to change and be who I am now right right yeah right? okay yeah. so it's growth here I used to work in I, I, I almost called it Armenia, California. I used to work in Glendale, California. Um, mm-hmm. Glendale, California, for those of you who don't know, is where I, I don't, I'm not, I, I realize what I've said before these moments, but I would estimate, let's not go crazy. 70% of the nation's Armenians, I think, live in Glendale, California. If not, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you broaden the circle from Glendale into mo- some of LA, you could still, you could get to that 70%. Um, and And the thing is, though, the thing is, so I formed an opinion based on the fact that I worked in a customer service job inside of a mall at a retail store. So I literally saw the worst of the worst coming in and trying to return pillows that were six months old and, you know, and all the stereotypes that you come up with. And I left there being like, look, I don't fucking hate anyone, but I have a bias towards these people. And like, and then once I realized how wrong I was, was, well, especially it was it was somebody talking to me about the history of how empire after empire has just torn apart that region, Armenia. but Armenia yeah. particularly. And yeah. like, you know, going from ancient, I mean, going from the steppes, from the, the, the tribes of the steppes through, you know, Rome, through Russia, through just it's, and Azerbaijan now. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, also, that's how you get people that maybe are, you know, tough in customer service environments. Like, do you know what my ancestors <laughs> yeah. have been through? Kind of rough go yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to get fucked over the $69 pillow that was flat when I laid my head on. <laughs> got a point. Got a point. Where were we? Can I go back a ways to something you'd said that I, I yeah, thought go about? Ahead. So you'd said that you don't like to check in on the news too much at this point with the primaries. And because there's there's so much like... For what I heard, it was like, they're going to get who they want through that process. And you're just going to find out Mm -hmm. who your two choices are, right? I agree with you. Because if you go back four years ago, it was Bernie's turn finally, even though nobody wanted to admit it. And the conversation was, could Bernie actually beat Trump? Like, how would Bernie show up in a general election? Like, nobody's going to be fine with his socialist Democrat. Is it socialist Democrat or Democratic Socialist? Does it? I know there's a difference, uh, but it's okay. Distinction without a difference. I it, think that's I not yeah. true. Actually, one of them is like, <laughs> no, we like democracy. The other one's like, as soon as we can get rid of democracy. But the problem is, just because you like democracy doesn't mean that you'll maintain it. That's exactly how um, democratic nations get overthrown. Is you know through mm. a democratic process. Anyways, um, 
So this time, you know, four years ago, it was Bernie's to lose. And like, I don't know, people like me were like, please, Tulsi Gabbard. And then Hillary's like, Russian agent. And you're just like, you fucking cunt. God damn it. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. Do you remember when Tulsi Gabbard killed Kamala Harris? She like murdered stage? her in yeah. a debate and then her, she was dead. And then there were like, she dropped out of campaigning and then Joe's like, Hey, I see you don't have a job. Yeah. I said I was going to pick a Brown woman. So <laughs> you're the most qualified. Um, I, she can be qualified for other reasons. I'm just saying based on his criteria. So, uh, yeah, but if you go back, so then what happened was on what, like super Tuesday, all of, uh, the three middling powers that were somewhat leading, maybe like the two, three and four, Candidates all colluded and said, we're going to support Joe Biden. And uh, going forward, he basically had the nomination. And, you know, here we are. Here we are looking at a second term, if we're lucky, of Joe Biden, which means Kamala Harris in about, what, two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Oh, my God. No, I know. Or or we could have, a you know, a president from jail. That could be that, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. I believe. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's thoughts on that. Do you want to go, like, really random about um, whether he would be allowed to be president or is that too off topic? I don't know. Nothing's off okay. topic here. So because- <laughs> a subject that we've been talking about is the 14th Amendment, Section 3. It's ambiguous. And it basically says if you've participated in an insurrection or a rebellion, you are not qualified to uh, run for office. Uh, if you if you've haven't taken an oath, right? Ooh. And then and, and it was written after the Civil War to be like, look, they took an oath. Then they rebelled against the country. These people can't be trusted. We can't bring them back into the union. So, OK, mm-hmm. it, but they, they wrote or it. They some, can't hold office. Right. Yes. Yeah. He, right. Yes. Thank you. Um, so the thing is. Uh, it never really went to court to be like clarified whether it just exists as its own thing and the states have the right to just say, well, we won't put them on our ballot or if mm-hmm. it takes an act of Congress or a decision from the Supreme Court or the state Supreme Courts. So what I think is going to happen, there's two things I think are going to happen. I think I think California will leave Trump off. Michigan will leave Trump off. Utah will leave will will leave him on. You know, Wyoming will leave him on. And in Wyoming and Utah, the Democrats will sue the Republicans for leaving him there, even though they say he's not qualified. And in Michigan, New York and California, the Republicans will sue the Democrats for not letting uh, for not letting him on there. And regardless, Mm -hmm. there's going to be up to 50 lawsuits trying to settle this. So it'll ultimately get run up to the Supreme Court. We'll get a decision on it. Some people will be Mm -hmm. like, hey, there was a decision on it. It wasn't um, there was a decision immediately after they made that law or what law sure um, amendment amendment and yeah. the it, the judge wasn't acting in the he wasn't serving as like a supreme court justice when he made the decision so it's really not clear whether like whether you can just say no and and then the other thing is like give me the webster's definition of an insurrection right like mm-hmm. you know i i don't care to have this argument about whether that's what january 6 was or not the fact that we can say that it that some people think it was means that we need to get or an even answer providing aid and comfort. Like that was actually, that? that's, that's part of how it's written is aid and yeah. comfort to people yeah. that are doing so. Right. I love you. Yeah. You're very, you're, you're very <laughs> smart or whatever you said, go home. The best people. Yeah. We love yeah. You. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a lawsuit announced today in Colorado, a group of individuals suing for that very thing. And there's a guy in, get him off the ballot. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yes. And there's a guy yeah. in Texas that is suing other States to see if he would, be i don't i don't know how these people have standing by the way that's a lot of these might get dismissed by not being able to show that they're being affected by 
what they're well, bringing. Well, the Colorado one, they're, they're actual voters. I think it's like six voters and the Secretary of State. So they clearly do have standing. Sure. Um, these other ones are trying to do cross-state. I don't know if that's going to... Here's the other thing. So, so that's one scenario. The other scenario is you don't do anything. It comes down to the election day or the January 6th, right? And what they say is, look, according to this thing we fucking wrote down 150 years ago, we, we kind of agreed at the time that people that do this don't get to be president. And we say, mm-hmm. look, I count you know, 270 electoral votes for Trump. And less than that for uh, oh Joe, I almost said oh Biden, uh, Joe Biden, Joe Brown, <laughs> and, oh, and, and 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 so so on paper, yes, Trump has more electoral votes. However, the same way you would treat someone who is not thirty five or was born outside of the United States or any other unqualified by nature of participating, what he participated in, he is you can describe him as being ineligible in the same way that someone who's 34 years old is ineligible. And Mm -hmm. in that same way, they would just say, okay, we counted it. These ones don't count because it would be like if a, if a majority of people wrote in my butt on the, uh, Mm -hmm. what was it? Uh, Cox and what are the, uh, my, what are the Kanye West? Yeah. The write in ballot. Yeah. Yeah, There's always, uh, uh, Mickey mouse. No, there's a funny one with dicks that actually happens all the time with, I'm just, I'm forgetting my Simpsons puns well, right now. But anyways, so one of those two things I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there are constitutional scholars arguing that right now. From the um, um, Federalist Society, like not... Yeah, not, conservative people, yeah. yes. Uh, although Raffensperger had a column in the Wall Street Journal, I think today, uh, saying that he thought that for people who believe that the election was stolen or already it, think the system is rigged, that that... All that's going to do is disenfranchise them further if this is actually what happens. So he wouldn't support it. Yeah, but then um, the other side would say guy. the exact same argument about how right. it's a split, two-tiered legal system and all that stuff. Well, it's in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution. So, you know. I mean, okay, here's my pragmatism showing. Yeah. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> I was about to say, that, that explains it is like why they immediately called or the liberals called it a uh, insurrection. insurrection. Right. I, yeah, they knew. Yeah, they knew. Because so. words mean, I had a lieutenant colonel who used to tell us that as cadets. He's like, words mean shit. Words matter. Right? Like yep. They, yeah. Yep. And so like it, in the army, it matters. In legal terms, it matters. And I was, uh, I'm a firm proponent that it was an insurrection just because you have an inability to overthrow a government doesn't mean it's not a fucking rebellion, right? Like yeah. just because your fucking insurrection sucked doesn't mean it's not an insurrection. <laughs> not, yeah. I, I'm relieved like, to hear was, you say that. I didn't know what to expect and I did I, I didn't have a assumption but i was just like i don't know i have no idea how you're gonna take this that's how we do our show it's like i can still fucking talk <laughs> yeah, to you like, you know <laughs> god forbid well, we have a conversation right? <laughs> yeah imagine that uh, i mean it was an attempt to stop the peaceful transfer of power that we've had in this country for 200 years uh so it was it's a thing it's a it's a it's an, it was definitely a problem it's and problematic yeah and you know just because the the greatest legal minds in proponent of it being a legal action were Rudy Giuliani and uh, what's that lady's <laughs> name? Sidney Powell, you Sydney know, Powell. doesn't, yeah. doesn't really have to just, dis- I mean, I don't know. Rudy was so drunk that night. He was <laughs> hammered as fuck. My tits. These are my tits. Have you seen the, my tits my quote t- of his, <laughs> all his text messages to his, um, I don't mistress, girlfriend, whatever are so gross. And it's creepy that she shared them. Like, they're very creepy. Very, very creepy. We're a Rudy Giuliani theme podcast. I forgot to tell you that. We bring him up almost every show. Yeah. Yes. 
Mountain Dew and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, now, today there was a, in, they're in court in Georgia in the Fonnie Willis case because two of the uh, 19 people indicted in that case um, executed their right to have a, uh, a speedy a trial. Speedy trial. Yeah. Chesbro. So, Ches, the cheese, Chesbro. Chesbro and Powell. And Chesbro was like, uh, I don't want to fucking have my case tried with that fucking no, job. No. And so he tried to have the case uh, separated so that he, he would be tried alone. Uh, and the judge said no. So they're both. Well, and the thing is, like at the time, he's saying he wants to have a speedy trial. But um, the way that works is at any point, if you do anything to delay the trial, it goes kind of back to its normal format. So like, if you mm-hmm. say, I want a speedy trial, but then you're like, oh, hold on, we need time for discovery. They're like, OK, got it. It's not a speedy trial anymore. So like that's it's- that's interesting until it stops being interesting. And it could it's stop scheduled to start October 23rd, but yeah. we'll see if that yeah. actually happens. Yeah. And Trump's could right. move forward too. the, his, uh, March trial for Fonnie Willis, I think is March. Um, the judge was like, look, the more you like start making things difficult for us to like maintain our jury pool or witnesses and keep their memories, you know, not corrupted by you saying weird shit on the news, the more you do that, I'm going to have to move the trial forward. I will have no other choice than to, which is, Mm -hmm. it it makes sense. Like memories are fallible and you postpone this to 2026. Like you wanted to, that completely destroys that. I mean, it's already two and a half fucking years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a while to think about that. It's, it's one of those things like, I've already discounted him. Like as much as many people don't want no, to, I agree. to say like, yeah. And so, but at the, the same time, we've been talking about this on the podcast where like these kids, man, yeah. these goddamn Gen Zers, all they do is praise God and lift weights and their conservative <laughs> yeah. values. Yeah. Like they, not all jokes aside, I had to tell Alan that. Alan didn't believe well, me. He lives in California uh, and dude. he hires all these liberals in the Bay area. So he's like, yeah. I know kids. Well, I talk to them all the time. I'm like, I'm in the group chats, Alan. <laughs> they are pissed. It's, <laughs> it's almost like the new form of rebellion is like yeah. it's it reversed. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he's still, Why he's would it be cool to be a liberal right now? Like, tell me what would be cool about like <laughs> like what's so appealing to be rebellious and fun about? We have really expensive coffee drinks. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, no. I mean, Trump's still. I, I mean, of the stereotype with all this stuff that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. He's polling at fifty three percent in the GOP primary. Fifty three percent of him. half of the population. Just come on. Yes. Like. And yeah. the closest competition is DeSantis, and he sucks. And he said, "What about Vivek? Uh, my name's Vivek. It rhymes with cake. Have you heard him rap? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's really bad. Uh, Vivek is just under eight percent. Okay, third I place. I don't. DeSantis won't do it. Like they, they no. know they can't have DeSantis because he can't. He can't win liberal votes. Right. He literally created the war on woke. Yeah. It's, it's like, like yeah. who, who <laughs> says like I'm going to go after the other side, but I also want to run for president. Like yeah. if I was yeah. his campaign manager, I'd be like, hey, can you hold this rope real quick? And then like just jump <laughs> off the. Fuck- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he's been like, through just- three of them already. Like yeah, uh, when they're not getting to car accidents, he's firing them. He yeah. also likes to eat pudding with his fingers, which yeah. is fucking which is weird. always remarkable and noteworthy. No matter what we're saying about him, that is a fair thing to interject. Like, <laughs> I like throwing it out there. No, I'm agreeing. Oh, like, I, like, it is yeah, a little yeah. bit of a non sequitur, but it's like, you can't forget that. Like, he eats pudding with his fingers, given the opportunity. Yeah. Like, it's weird. And he grinds his teeth when he's nervous. Yeah. We have but, a listener who's been on the show who was involved somewhat in Florida politics. We had him on the show, and we were talking because he was a real big DeSantis supporter early on. He still is. Um, mm-hmm. Still is. And I was like, dude, but everybody says he has no charisma. And he's like, oh, man, I've been in a room with him. Trust me, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Connor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. No. It's uh, pretty obvious now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very little charisma points on that. You, I will not let you down. Smile. 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 His mouth, <laughs> like, wait, but his his mouth movement was the same thing as when um, Jeb Bush goes, "Please clap." Like he did yeah, that clap. with his smile. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah, with no words. It was wonderful. So stilted, yeah. dude. When I get fired up, I do the oh god, what's his name? And then we're gonna take back yeah. the White House. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna take back. <laughs> then we're gonna take back fucking Baku. It's yeah. crazy that that, that. It's crazy that that under that 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 killed a campaign. Like yeah. in 2003, that's all it took. We, there's a, yeah, there's I, lots of moments like that in politics that were just small f- slip ups of just completely destroyed. Trump just moved system. the window. Trump was just like, <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah. You, yeah, it, the, uh, the, I took a, because I'm a poli sci major and we had a uh, class from a Dr. Phillips, if you're out there, I know you're not listening because you're probably like so ashamed of me, but he was a great guy. <laughs> and uh, no, he was amazing. He was a French uh, Englishman who married uh, into the army. And so his wife was at Fort Campbell. So he taught here. He was way too quiet. Like he, yeah. uh, he was an assistant professor at Brown. It was like, what the Jesus, fuck are you doing so here? Wow. Yeah. He like, was, was like, like I'm stuck here? here geographically. Like, <laughs> I was like, we should be paying double, but right. like, uh, he had us read a book on that, like uh, it's like uh, the the mindless voter of sheep. Like most are just like single issue voters yeah. and like mm-hmm. care about how tall like politicians are. Yeah. And you just like read that book and you're just like, fuck, yeah. like it's it, it is. There's no hope. Well, and that's that's why the electoral college exists, and most people don't know that. Is it exists because they knew they're like these common folk are fucking stupid. Like we <laughs> fucking need a well, buffer. Well, and like and when they're not stupid, they have a fucking life and they have kids. Yeah. And you know, maybe you know, like most people, in order to afford to where they live, they have to drive an hour and a half to work and back. So that's three hours of your day. Mm-hmm. You got to be a good parent, so that's more time. How on earth can you be invested in knowing any of this shit? And then AOC yeah. goes on TV and says, "You're not getting paid enough, you know, or you you don't have good health care." And it's like, yeah, you know what? You're literally saying the things that matter to me. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's how it works. That's it. Yeah. 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 Those kitchen table issues, man. That's where they get you. The way they I, sell it to you might change, but it's still the same things. Yeah. I, I was about to say the kitchen, like uh, kitchen table, man. It's, it's, I don't know what kind of house you grew up in, yeah. but like, I'm, I'm like a normal Americans. I would argue like 80, 90% avoid political discussion at the table oh, very all much so, the yeah. time. We but, but, did not do that. I still, I, I yeah, spent, we still argued. <laughs> uh, dude, I spent, we so we would get uh, in our family. The reason I, I apologize. I just did it right now. Fuck. My story is about what I just did. We would just, whoever was loudest got to talk at the, at Thanksgiving, Christmas, Jewish? any of that stuff. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> right, right. So, so like, you know, you, 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 you learn real fast how to like, how to jump in and jump out, right? Whether it's like a true skill that you knew you had, or you didn't, but then you get to like that 18 to 22 year old range and you don't really, you're like a baby scorpion. You like, don't really know how much you're stinging. And I remember getting mm. into it and yelling at my grandma over there. Cause so at this point in my life, I had become a neocon. <laughs> she as like, she, like if she, I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if the pussy hat that I have of hers from going to the women's marches was from like the 70s. She's like, oh, I've just always had a pussy hat. Like she is like a badass, super progressive for her entire lifespan. Um, And I just remember like not getting in her face, but like, you know, immediately feeling bad about it, not having the intuition enough to apologize at the moment and then spending years not knowing how to say you're sorry. And then getting to like, I, I feel good. I got a clean conscience. She's no longer with us, but like that, like 
I don't know. I feel like, you know what? This is the worst case of it because I interrupted you to tell that story and it doesn't have an end. <laughs> it's just like, God damn it. Yeah. But, uh... yeah, I don't know that we talked a lot of politics at the kitchen table, but you talk about real shit, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff happening at work, stuff happening at school. Um, and then that, that comes around eventually to become political, I think, at some point in your life, all those things. And when you're an adult, like, like Dustin's talking about, and you got the family and you're putting food on the table. Um, those are the things that matter to you. And that's what politicians appeal to. Mm-hmm. People find their own lane. But that's, you know, it, it's all connected back to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's also like you'll, you'll talk about like socioeconomic issues, right? Like yeah. that. Yeah. That's the thing where you're like, oh, right. That's politics, too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and that's politics where it actually affects your life. You yeah. mentioned poli sci earlier. I was in my poli sci class when I showed up uh, for school and found out about 9-11. What an amazing <laughs> class to have for for like that, like that, like scarred <laughs> me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Every time you tell that story, I was always like, I was a Oh shit! I forgot about that. God damn it! That must have been a wild day. Forgot about nine eleven. Where were you? No, that, you were at Poli Sci. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was a weird time, right? Like there, like there were cell phones, but you weren't really texting people. So, like, my buddy didn't have a parking pass. Text. He would park in the street. So I was like listening to the radio the whole way to school, and I picked him up. I'm like, hey, I don't know what to describe as what's happening. Here's the radio, and then we pulled in, went to class, and they had like a. They carted in a TV. They're like, if you want to stay and watch yeah. the news, and we didn't have cable, so we were like, yeah, I don't know what rabbit ears are going to get us back at the apartment. So I guess I'll just stay here and watch this in my poli sci class. Just surreal. <laughs> oh, dude, I was I was actually in New York when it happened. Fuck, uh, I'm gonna put the microphone <laughs> over here. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, my I, my parents were actually separated um, at that time, and uh, they actually got back together later on. Hell yeah! And uh, what happened was, is I went to school, and police officer comes in. He's like, "Everybody out! Everybody get out! Just like we're done. Go home. Gone." And my mom's side, uh, uh, grandfather was in the Korean War, got home, and became a firefighter for the rest of his life. A New York firefighter. My uncle was a chief of a fire department up in east rochester buffalo area chai Lai. and so every fucking firefighter in new york was going there like we got basically you have like a mass casualty incident and so like they were gone all this stuff is happening we're watching the towers fall and then that night or the next night my dad called my mom and was like i'm going and she's like where are you going And because my dad was one of the first ones into afghanistan like the, the horse soldiers uh by the way the guy who plays chris hemsworth in that movie yeah short little fat italian man in real life looks nothing like <laughs> australian viking god like he is like the funniest dude too he's just like yeah you guys like that shit and then the medic in that movie i think he was like asian or black for diversity purposes no grandpa white dude i actually (laughs) met him when because my dad and i worked together at fifth special forces group and uh the guy who sat next to him was a contractor who was like the firearms and bicycle safety contractor and he had wait 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 the same guy combination yeah hold on this is like how the biathlon is riding he's like skiing and shooting like why hold on (laughs) no in the army like if you have a motorcycle you're considered extremely hazardous so you have like bicycle bike courses you have to go through okay so they they hire somebody out to like teach that and he taught that and uh 
but yeah, it was just funny because like the movie came out and I'm like, is that Dave? And he's like, why he ain't black? Like, they're all just old white dude. And like, yeah, my dad said goodbye. And then I never heard from him for like three, four months. I was like seven, first grade, first or, or kindergarten or no, first or second grade. Sorry. And uh, I thought my dad was dead for like three, four months. Oh he just God. didn't call. Oh. Meanwhile, he was just in Afghanistan just, fighting yeah. the Taliban. Hey man, are you telling me your dad is CIA? You said he's first in Afghanistan. No, uh, he actually, it's actually, I, I mentioned it. If you go through our Instagram and scroll, yeah. um, there's this video to a very bad cover of ACDC. That was my dad's G chief. That was the Northern Alliance uh, leader that he linked up with. Oh. And so the CIA linked him up with the special forces team. Oh, and so wow. like my dad, it's a funny fucking story because my dad gets off the helicopter and it's like this surreal moment, like first time as a Green Beret because he was a Cav Scout in the first Gulf War. And it's all this shit, you know, slow motion. And then the lights to all these trucks turn on. Trucks, trucks for days. My dad never rode on a fucking horse. It was all Toyota Hiluxes. <laughs> and he goes, and this Lucky. little short fat guy. Yeah, little short fat guy comes up and goes, hey, man, what's up? And he was like, the fuck? Like, in English, not uh -huh. in Persian fart. Just, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, what? He's like, oh, man, I'm like Muhammad or whatever. Like, I'm uh, I'm in charge of these guys. And he's like, why do you speak English? He's like, oh, uh, before the, the Russians and the Taliban. He's like, my dad was like a very influential governor of this province and sent me to Chicago University where oh, wow. I dropped out and joined an ACDC cover band and waited tables <laughs> and drove a Harley. And he sent his Harley back to Afghanistan and they Taliban conquered his village and they ran his Harley off a fucking mountain into Whoa. a eagle that was dedicated to his father and smashed that shit. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, I got some food and I got some Jack Daniels in your tent. After that, tomorrow, we're going to go hunt these assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Holy shit. That is uh, yeah, a great story. That's a crazy story. But yeah. no, he's, yeah, it's a YouTube video. It's like the line of Quezon or whatever. And like, that was, that was, just the shittiest fucking interaction. And my dad's like, yeah, some guys, you know, they got off the helicopter and it was all like Talib or like Northern Alliance warlords or whatever. I got a college dropout who just fucking smoked like a chimney and drank Jack Daniels. It was awesome. Just <laughs> into Australian, like uh, what? Hair rock. Yeah, they did. Well, they didn't want to. Who wants to make that movie, right? Who wants to make a movie where it's like, yeah, these badass special forces get hooked up with a college dropout who just decided to be paramilitary. And you, you know, it's too much inspiration. Right? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that would be too good of a fucking story. Wow. Yeah, it's too wow. much. Okay. No, it's all heroic and die for your country bullshit. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like, when will that trope ever wear out? It can't. They can't afford to. Right. Um, I mean, they I tried know. after World um, War One. What? Like, who? you know, the whole make yeah, that fool die for his type thing so some one of the things that i uh i advocate for is like if you're pro-abortion or not sorry not pro-abortion pro uh pro not abortion like you you no killing babies or whatever mm -hmm. like you're the biggest christian fundamentalist out there you're like i don't want anybody to ever have an abortion it's not their right go to a uh what is it planned parenthood go to a planned parenthood I've been. It's the most disgusting thing you'll ever see. It's like 17 year old, 20, 17 to 21 year old boys not even having the courage to walk a woman through the front door that Jesus. they got pregnant. It's just girls getting dropped off at the front door. Screw you. I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I'll be back. Here's half the money. And so it's it's literally just women in there. And then the other thing I would say is like, if you ever have a question about the military, ask to go to an MEPS station, a MEPS station, and just 
wait for the day that they ship off. What's, and what's it's that? Just what's this, MEPS? Military uh, enlistment processing. Got it. Uh, got it. Yeah. Something. It's like, yeah, my brother went. Uh, I I so was an officer. You're, so wa- you're watching new people get sent out. Yeah, dude. Holy shit! It's like the trailer park just yeah. cracked oh, open. God. Yeah. And it, and you and like I said, like you realize the abortion center isn't like it, it's women who have these shitty boyfriend and men in their lives, and this is going to save them from these assholes. Right. You're like, right. it's it's not a woman thing. It's right. not a kid or a, a financial thing. It's literally shithead boys getting girls pregnant. Right. Go to the MEP station, and it's literally what you said. It's young, dumb, full of cum. 17 18 19 year old boys who watch too much chris kyle and jocko podcast right. and it, it, it's too like much call of duty a little t- i wish it was call of duty you know <laughs> man like but it was it was like one of the most depressing moments of my life to because my brother just flunked out of college and just uh uh quit and then he's like i'm gonna go enlist and now he's it's been six years since that and he's like that was the most fucking stupid shit i have ever done i should have just hung it up i should have gone back to college but it is it's depressing yeah and it it's so much like you said you're like we've known this since world war one what are you doing it's like they don't they don't read that they don't read hemingway they don't read band of brothers or any of those books not not until they get there right like my brother my brother right yeah (laughs) so so like my brother so i grew up in a so I don't have to back the story up to what it was like when, when it was just me and my mom growing up. But my mom remarried. Uh, we ended up living in a very nice suburb. Um, and then my brother grew up within that. So idyllic 90s Southern California life, right? Middle class. A picture in full house. Life. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, come graduation time, he already had it planned out. He joined the Army. And uh, he made it through basic... It's basic in the army, right? Mm-hmm. It's, okay, so he made it through basic, and then he went to his MOS. Is that yep. right? And a couple of weeks into that, his knees had been blown out from the previous one, and they gave him, you know, boots too big or winter boots, and it was summer or some shit like that. I don't remember. Yeah. But, and then they told him he was making it all up, and then he they wouldn't let him leave once they had decided they, you know, I, look, there's two sides of this too, right? And I'm not hearing yeah. him tell the the worst <laughs> version of this, but yeah, like, the other side. yeah. But, you know, then he comes back from that and he's filled with regret. He's, he, he's filled with shame because he thinks he let people down that he said he was going to go do that for. And all I'm thinking is I'm just glad you're home, dude. Like, I'm glad you went through that. You, you learned a lot about yourself going through that. Um, and, and I'm so proud of who he is now. You know, he, he, however he left, he was able to get a GI bill or, you know, some money. He went to it school and he makes more money than fucking I do. And he bought, yeah. a, he foolishly <laughs> bought a big nice. house in Phoenix. I'm like, you don't understand. You can't live there. It's going to be horrible. Don't live in Phoenix. But, uh, it's hell on earth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, honestly, I think when I started telling that story, I was like, maybe he'll say something nice that I can clip out and send to my brother. But like, I just, he, no, no. I, I, I got something for you. And this is this is actually one of the most painful things for me uh, is that doing this podcast, I get all types of dudes, right? Like I've met guys who got the military cross from the British Army for actions in Afghanistan. Like that's second to like their medal. I think it's like their medal of honor. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And second to the Victoria Cross, I think, oh, okay. whatever it is. It's like it's a huge deal. And then I've met some great people and all over the military. My dad's a great example of that. He's got seven bronze stars uh, for combat. Yeah. And then it, I've met those guys, right? Mm -hmm. But then I've also met, 
and I and I have friends who have killed themselves based on what two of them who killed themselves because of their failures in the military. And then I have guys who've done bad things in the military and it kicks them out and they have these things going on. And the thing I, I, I always say is, look, I'm one of those guys who did a good job, right? I did most of the time when you go on a combat tour, which is Afghanistan or Iraq, you get one medal for your whole time there. And they're like, good job, bud. Here's a little a take home. I got three. So, and then I got denied for two more. Um, so basically every month I was doing something ridiculous that I 100% should not have been doing. Mm. And then somehow I got to, I got out of it by the skin of my teeth and my pants. And so I had a great time. I, I did good things and I would say it's broken for anybody. I don't think it's been, I don't think it's been fixed since world war two. And I can say that with utmost certainty because I've met a world war two vet. I have, my grandfather was world war two vet and I got to talk to him. My uncle, my godfather's a Vietnam vet. And my dad's been a veteran through literally since 88 till like two years ago. And even my dad, when he was watching it, he's like, this system is just so corrupt and broken. And it's just careerism you have. Mm -hmm. And, all the incentives are misaligned, right? Like the incentives promote the wrong things and 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 ignore the right. Yeah, oh, my dad was it, it, off the line, and I can say this now. My dad was fucking pissed his last two to three years in, and it was like we are like I say this sometimes. I'm like to get a meme approved for information warfare against you. Talk ISIS? about that a lot. I I, I need you yeah. to talk to just. Can you take a second and just say that that's really a thing? that you would get what? memes approved for information yes. warfare. Yeah. Like you you say that fire. so casually because that's your life, but I think people like me and Alan... <laughs> that's pretty wild, like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, what? we had a whole bunch of like investigations with our Congress because we thought Russia put memes out on Facebook. You're saying... Yeah. yeah. No, there's... I there's a, So, like, there's entire cells for it. It's called MISO, M-I-S-O. Yeah. And I was in those cells. No, 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 no. It's and a big we, deal yeah. that Russia had an yeah. internet research agency. I don't... Yeah. I don't I, can, I don't Blow believe me. you. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. But like my, my dad was just like seeing me go through this, you know, here I am. I had already proved myself with the 101st. Here I am in fifth group and I'm working with these cells and I'm trying to get a 40 year old man to understand a meme against ISIS. (laughs) Like, like I'm having to explain the hashtag was was like instead of is is it's was was and then you like pop a picture of dead isis guys up there like ha bitch like he couldn't get it and we were like arguing with him this is a green beret cur- lieutenant colonel and he's like it's not funny i don't get it and <sighs> like like that person should have the ability to identify that the people around him they are put in that place to have good judgment have good judgment yeah. right you know what they're doing yeah no no god no and <laughs> I mean, I'm not like, surprised by it because I understand well, Alan loves this word. I started saying Byzantine and he's like, yeah, Eastern Roman Empire. I'm like, fuck off. That means something else. Like, <laughs> Byzantine, dude, yeah. Like, but like the, the oh, Byzantine man. nature of the bureaucracy, like just it, it, oh. it creates that situation. And it, it's so bad. And it, I just remember like we're having this like this is a full like 10, 20, 30 minute discussion because no. it's like there's approval process. Like you can look it up. You can Google miso cell approval and stuff. And it's like a whole seven step process. And by the time we had fucking got done with this shit, 
the ta- or I want to say Taliban, but ISIS had already sent out like three messages saying we lost three f- like religious fighters in the war, but we killed six Americans. Like they had controlled the whole narrative. Meanwhile, oh, wow. I'm like like the fucking E7, like the sergeant first class. He'd been doing this like 18 years, was outside smoking because I needed air too. I was yeah. so frustrated, and he's just smoking. He's like, you know, I quit two years ago, and I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like holy shit. And so, but I, and I say that, but like, if I could tell your brother, like anything, and then like any of these veterans, it's like, I've sat at those tables. We've, I've been there on the successful side. I've talked to the guys who are on the bad side and I can tell you it's broken. If you read the, and I would recommend this to anybody who has problems with their service or they have questions like what the fuck happened to me? Read we were soldiers once and young by how more and read the book uh band of brothers not the movies don't watch the movies watch read the movies the, also but read the, the book fuck the, yeah, the, movies the movies are, are good that was really good <laughs> <laughs> but the the books read the books um you find out the band of brothers easy company was completely made of dudes who just they were all like, we're going to go to college and we're going to get done with this. They were citizen soldiers. Same thing with how Moore's uh, 7th Cavalry. They volunteered for the, the the Air Cav. They That's that's We Were did, Soldiers? Yeah, We I Were Soldiers. I feel like I've heard Dan, Dan Carlin talk about that book. Oh, uh, Dan Carlin probably has for... Uh, yeah, uh, the, 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 Western, yeah. The, the World War One one, right? Yeah, the yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's Vietnam. Oh, it's, well, uh, never mind then. Okay. Yeah, I, I interrupted you. Go on. I apologize. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's but you read about it, and it's like these guys spent ye- over a year together. They none of them really wanted to be there long term. The officers were not West Point officers. I think how more out of all the books I've read, how more was the only one I think who was West Point, but he stayed on. Uh, so what were Major they? Dick Texas A and M or something. What was that? Yeah, no, they were they were ROTC, OCS, yeah. uh, battlefield commissions. They were all just random dudes. Like, you know, hey, I've got leadership potential. I'm going to take it. I, and I then, tried to interject a college football joke. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Texas, no, because Texas A and M is a big deal well, in the Army community. Well, I assume so by the way they show up yeah. to their football games and pretend like they're all soldiers. But like, okay, yes. <laughs> they're so lame. Bro. George Bush jumps Aggies out of an airplane. So, I know. <laughs> Aggies are so lame, bro. They paid their coach so much money to lose so many games. Uh, so, but you read this and, and it's like, there's thing they're doing all these things that like, if you're, if anyone who was in the military did any of those things, right? Like they did half the shit that these guys are doing. They would have been kicked out of the military right? because they're coming up with new ideas. They're thinking individually. They get to, to be with their units for like a, a year plus and they're doing all these great things. And they're like, you know, they're, these are staples in the American movie. Like you said, like, you're like, watch the fucking movies. They are a staple <laughs> of American culture. Like, I mean, you got you got David Schwimmer as as yeah. a warrior. I mean, come on, how else are you going to get Ross as a warrior? Pivot, yeah. Can't go pivot. Wrong <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, they they are, and it's like, but if you read those books, you just sit there and you're like, this is nothing like the military oh. I was in. And it's like, yeah, oh. because it's all West Point ran. It's all bureaucratized. It's oh, all about. It's it's none of that individual is because like America and like we have a guy in the the Discord who like he's like that's his autism like rub like his schmear on his his like world history pork loin is like he's like (laughs) citizen soldiers he's like you shouldn't have a like 
people should just come into the military and do their time and, and get out. And they should be able, as a man between the ages of 16 and, and my father's personal opinion, sure. 60, between the ages of like 16 and 60, you should just be able to walk into the military, do your time and walk out and be okay. Yeah. And if you think about mm -hmm. it, that's the way the constitution is right. written is that you have your second amendment, you're in good physical shape, you're an American and that's kind of our thing. It's that's like the lore. That's the lore. Yeah. Yeah, we and, pick up yeah. guns and we will kill you, and, right. but it's not. And, and, and was your estimation that we've lived that through World War II and pretty much? What about Korea? Are you start Korea to see was kind of so like that's one of there? those things that like if I had to like say it because like we talk about this like warrior culture, it doesn't exist in America. We have warrior families, and uh, I'll that's what I tried to call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, war, a warrior family, like it. It really stopped somewhere around, and I hate to throw matt a bone here um it stopped in the 90s fucking friends the, the the bill clinton optimism the the seeds of like modern liberalism where it's like it's okay to be soft and mm. watch frazier for hours and friends and the office and so <laughs> but that's frazier? matt's opinion what about what Wait, is frazier okay I think Frazier. I like yeah, Frazier. No, okay. I, I, hold on. How about Cheers? <laughs> Watch Cheers. Yeah. I was about to say, I like I like those shows. I don't let them, I don't sit there for eight hours like some people in my family, but it, start, it started around the 90s and mm -hmm. like we just kind of dropped it off, right? Like it, we haven't picked it back up and I don't, I don't know about, I mean, you're older than me. You've done your time around the earth a couple times like sure where like where did it be okay for like when they started like undermining the values of like amer i would say american manhood right like it's okay to shoot guns it's okay to go hunting go lift weights be in good shape and do that it's i think it stopped around the 90s with bill clinton there definitely was a transition point i would say almost maybe Mid to late eighties, maybe where it began. Yeah. Um, he just wants to keep Bill Clinton safe. Well, <laughs> he's, a, he's a Bill Clinton no, not, apologist. No, but like the whole what, like the like go go buy junk bonds and, and oh. sell junk bonds and you oh, know yeah you're right go to your coke parties and like that kind of shit as opposed like my advice you know like yuppies yuppies were a thing yeah, and that's yeah, largely yeah. an eighties thing yeah 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 like the, the, I, I, the neighbors in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> well it, it's the fall of the berlin wall too right like the big communist bear is no longer there and and, mm -hmm. and all the i'm pretty sure everybody breathed a sigh of relief if you were of conscription age in america like oh god i don't have to go die in some godforsaken field in germany but it my version of that was turning 40 I was yeah like, oh, thank god nobody cares oh. anymore thank god i'm not ukrainian <laughs> Oh God, you'd be there tomorrow. Like you'd be on the front line tomorrow. Um, like, oh, you're peak. not fat. No, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, so I, I, I don't, I don't, I would say, yeah, just don't attribute value to it because like the guy who's giving you value, the military has no value anymore. Like I haven't met one guy who has served valiantly and in combat situations who has anything good to say about the military that lost afghanistan they knew it was coming they're like this shit is ridiculous what was and winning so, gonna be like as a civilian i'm like i don't even know like what you guys are trying to do like i 
I don't get me wrong. Like I was 18 when nine 11 happened. I was <laughs> like, this is a good idea to go do this, but like, Kick their ass. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> had his neocon face. Could not really tell <laughs> hey, George you. Bush. Yeah. He, he had a put, port, uh, fucking uh, poster of George Bush. Just like, yeah. oh, yeah. you're We're actually, down, you're baby. so fucking close. Can I, can I, can I fully shame myself? Here's the reality of what you just joked. So we both worked at Staples at the time. And for whatever reason, they had like an education department because I think teachers would go down there or would go there. And they had a pack of playing cards of the presidents. And um, one of them got returned because like they and they only returned half of them, something like that. So I took the George Bush one out and I put it like up by where you put your mail and your keys at home. I, I did that. I did that. Wow. I know. I can't believe I said that. I got, you guys <laughs> talked for a while. <laughs> You're like a Mexican mother with like a like, picture of Jesus up there. Like, oh, God, yeah. You know, there is actually something to story. that, though, right? Like, when I look back to who I was at that time, it was I identified myself as a climber. I was someone that went to Yosemite and climbed rocks. And that was part of who yeah. I was. Like I am, I am badass, and I can point at a picture of me doing something, right? Like I, yeah. I climb rocks, and I believe that the people that hurt us on nine eleven deserved to punish. And as much as I didn't like George Bush before it, when he stood at the rubble and said, "Well, I can't hear you, but you know the people that did this are going to hear from us." And then I found out that that was ad libbed because obviously uh, he's, he had like one good moment because they wouldn't have wrote that for him. And I was like, man. And then he threw out that first pitch at a Yankees game from the mound. I was like, how do I, I didn't like him, but I'm voting for him in 2004. And that lasted until like, I don't know, 2005, man. Like, like I, I'm so ashamed of it. But like, but oh, you just said that. Like, it, it almost fills a, I, I'm not a religious person. So it, you know, I, at the time I was like interested in Buddhism. So I was meditating a lot, which, I understand this doesn't match like very conflicting <laughs> philosophies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's the sign of an intelligent mind to be able to contain two our, uh, separate ideas. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, um, I think it replaces a lot of you. You could put, well, it, in countries where there's a political party that controls things, they don't want a religion. And that same reason that they don't want religion is how you can replace your religion with beliefs of the state. And that's very powerful. And you, you know, while you, you, you know, you spend your teens and your home life learning principles and you kind of get taught that principles are very important. So you don't want to like, you don't want to be flexible on your principles. So it was really easy to kind of go off of your last guest says a perfect job at this. You just operate off beliefs at that point. It's like, I've mm-hmm. been told these things. And I know this, therefore I don't have to think about that. You know, this has been shown to me yeah. and I know what to do. Well, that's the, uh, and this is, this goes back to that miso training, right? That, how do you fuck with people? It's like, if, uh, you're talking to somebody, uh, God damn it. I'm having a, uh, I'm having a really hard time with this. Uh, what is, um, but it's, I can't re- remember the system, but it's like, I feel, I think I believe. Uh-huh. And like, if you, mm. yeah, like the three layers of questioning and like what they feel, they're not even thinking okay. about it. And then if you, you ask them like, okay, well, that's how you feel. What do you think about that? And then you, you you'll see it like, and then they got to like turn gears and right. most people can't do that. And then belief is a fun one because they've thought about it. They've put some serious effort into it and they believe it. And if you do that to somebody, I guarantee you based on their answers and psyops guys will tell you this they'll be like most people don't believe shit oh 
they they don't they haven't thought about it they haven't put that dedication to it and they haven't like put a pin like i'm going to die for this mm-hmm. and and ba adventures the guy we had on was a marine intel guy who is in probably the worst part of afghanistan which is helmand which is next door to where i was which was kandahar <laughs> and so we had a we, i had a laugh about it but his paper's great and it, it's just it goes down that road of like beliefs and like is it in Instagram the discord and, He's got to drop. I'll I'll message okay. him. Okay. Yeah, I did want to. I but, like. I know it's like sixty eight pages, but I do want to read it. it. It's literally the fall of Croatoan report is what the paper is should be called. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> R.I.P. Wow. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, man. Yeah. You know, me and Dustin met at that time, like around two thousand four. Yeah. Like that. I'd go to his place right? and I'd fall asleep on the living room couch and turn on Fox News so I could listen to Glenn Beck when I woke up. Oh, <laughs> all of those words, dude! All of those words. Oh yeah. my God, you're not you're not even a, a an O'Reilly. O'Reilly was after Glenn Beck. That's how yeah. old you are. God I, damn! I actually I read. So they would sell his books at Staples, and I'd his read them. Said. We both worked at yeah. Staples, and I'd read them for free because they were on the book rack. Yeah, I'd read them there. on my lunch and while I'm at work. Yeah. No. Nice. <laughs> Alan, you were saying more. It's magical that we're friends based on that origin story. I mean, well, it's been 20 years, man. Oh, I, I think it says a lot about both of us, though, is that, like, yeah. you know, I, I don't. I think most people that are, like, thoughtful and introspective suffer from this. I'm sure you, you'll identify with what I'm about to say, the, uh, the, and probably a lot of the listeners, that, like, I, I don't think that what I have to say is right. I don't think it, when I started doing the podcast, I'm like, who would want to listen to me? I'm not the definitive answer on any of this. And then I realized, no, 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 I can be entertaining while we talk about this. You can realize how you think I'm wrong, but you like listening to us talk. And that's what brings you in. You, you enjoy the conversation and I'm not going to be an idiot. I just might be, I mean, I don't know right now. I think I'm right right now because I have this entire body of lifespan before, you know, and I talk about those teen years, you live off principles. And, and then I think, you know, through my twenties and thirties, I learned how to like, principles are really important as like guide stones, but the, you, you need to be able to adjust when the winds change and then go back to your guide stones. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've done that enough that I've, I, I feel confident that what I believe now is, is, you know, a good way to make decisions in your life and, and, and interpret the facts of politics and geopolitics and blah, blah, blah. I was but I don't, like but I don't, could... but I don't know. Right. Like right now I don't know, yeah. but I I guarantee you we can have fun talking about it and I won't yeah. be an idiot while I say it. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, you could always articulate something in a nuanced way that I always appreciated. And I think we could have those conversations where I clearly disagreed with you, but we could still have a civil conversation and maybe make some progress there and kind of both see the other person's perspective. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's helped us be friends for two decades, man. Yeah. That's why we're here doing a show. It's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. I, I was about to say, did you watch uh, or did you listen to the one with Tobin? My my like old co- or ROTC buddy college guy. I think Logi- so. Logis- logistics in life. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, wait, how long ago was that? It was like two two episodes yeah, ago. But yeah, he, I listened to it that then. Yeah. His his point, and I say this because it like oh man, it fucked with me for like days afterwards. And he said he's like sixty to seventy percent of people don't have an internal monologue. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, hold up walk that one back like you right. can't just drop that <laughs> yeah. and then leave and it's it's real it's very real and it's 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 wild to me that because yeah. like i'm i'm sure both of you have an internal monologue oh definitely and, and like your oh, listeners yes. probably do I have, too i have an external but, monologue but yes i have an internal <laughs> monologue 
Yeah, both. Yeah, you're having discussions. We've been working through the problems. <laughs> but you said that, and I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, that's that's the people who are like, you know, I, I can't watch the news. I can't. It's too right. depressing. Or like, just... Okay, but uh, the best example I've ever heard of it, because, like, Got we're it. the same podcast uh because like i voted for biden and matt voted for uh trump we're mm. we're chill and, well i hate um, matt now i didn't know that yeah. <laughs> but funny. uh yeah no uh it was dylan it, the big fat comedian yeah, who's uh, always on. Oh, and god damn it alan who is it something dylan he's always on rogan oh tim yeah, dylan. tim dylan tim dylan I absolutely love him. I, I was Dylan. a real estate investor. I was a real estate yeah. agent during the housing crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I sold a mortgage to myself. He sold a junk mortgage to himself. Oh He's like, that these are so worthless. Good. I'll buy one. <laughs> He's quite he a salesman. Gave, I got it. He gave himself an adjustable rate mortgage in 07. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> You know, that's but what the Aussies deal with, like, every five years that shit, everywhere else, like, people readjust their mortgages. Like, it's it's weird yeah. that we get locked out. Okay, go on. Sorry. No, but he was on the one where, uh, he was on the one with the Belarusian uh, AI expert. Uh, he's also on Rogan, the the autistic guy who does, like, judo, BJJ, and he always wears a suit on his podcast. Lex Friedman? Oh, Lex, Lex Friedman. Friedman. I, I, okay, I didn't notice the autistic part, but that checks yeah, out. I, I follow. Yeah. 100%. We've I had a guest from his show on our show. How wild is that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, the guy that arrested big, Ross Ulbrich, uh, oh, wow. he likes us. Me, so he listened to the same radio shows we listened to, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll oh, come geez. on your show. That's cool." Like, yeah, no, yeah. So, uh, sorry, I'm working no. through the problem here, but like, yeah, no. Lex Friedman had Tim Dillon on, and oh. Tim Dillon was like, "You don't understand regular people, my guy." And he's like, "They don't <laughs> care about your love of the universe and wanting to be a better person." Right. He's like, "60 to 70 percent of people, which is the same number Tobin said, yeah. just want Bucky's nuggets yeah. and to sit on their couch." <laughs> yeah. And if you <laughs> sit there and tell them you want love and freedom and all the goodness in the world and to to have a good time and improve yourself and do great things, they will literally look you in the fucking eye, bro, <laughs> and they will say, I'm having a great time. I'm on my couch. I got my Bucky's nuggets and I'm watching NCIS. And it's like, and Lex Friedman couldn't get it. He, it. he was like, he was like, what do you mean? These people, I what? I don't, I don't know. Understand. And it was, that does not compute. And that, yeah. And that's why I say he's autistic because yeah. Tim Dillon probably would have had to grab him by the right. hair and like bring him down to like Dallas to be like, <laughs> look upon <laughs> these people, bro. And just the lines of gas pumps and the Bucky's nuggets. I, like I think it's pronounced bussies, but okay. Bussies. <laughs> Dude, we're getting a Bucky's here in Clarksville, Tennessee. I swear. Shut it's up. Like You're getting one Christmas. in Clarksville? Yeah. I was yeah. just about to say, I don't think anybody lives in the towns where Bucky's exist anywhere west of te- east of Texas. <laughs> wow. Because it's what is Athens, Athens, Alabama oh. is the closest one. Alan. Alan I've heard you, you talk about him. I think no. I, Tobin Google said it. he liked him, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he literally, no, in the middle of the fucking podcast, <laughs> he picks up yeah. a bag of the Bucky's nuggets. <laughs> I'm like, like, Dude, all we did was pull over to let the dogs go pee 45 minutes like i don't know i yeah. natasha went to the i, I put gas in the car oh, natasha I, went inside i took the dogs to go pee and it was 45 minutes were gone Dude, yeah. it, alan go swear I, to god it's, it it's, it's like the mecca of america it's <laughs> and, 120 gas pumps the as far as the eye can see lifted up f-450 trucks it's literally a mini 
fucking Walmart. And that's why he's like, I took the dog's piss and she disappeared for an hour. Like, yeah, yeah welcome to Bucky's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like a black hole. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> It's and everything so like that you, the cliches are like everyone's told yeah. you these things before and then you get there. You'll be like, it's 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 everything. It's like Dan Carlin says the Japanese are. They're just like everyone else, except more so. Yeah. It, mm, yeah. You know, what's funny is like when you see like this is this is the way I can put it, because we have so many people in our discord from all over. It's like a German guy drinking like a nice big beer and then looking at himself and going, oh, I'm so disgusting. I'm like the racist stereotype or like a Frenchman <laughs> having coffee in a baguette. And we're like laughing at him like, ah, Frenchie. Mm-hmm. Go to a Bucky's and I swear to God, you'll get a cowboy hat and you'll be like, this is the most racist American shit. <laughs> Why am I yep. buying this? Yep. It's gas for your truck, fucking 64 ounce big gulp and a family sized bag of Doritos for that fat ass. I don't these have health care for a reason. Like, yeah. this is like America, bro. Like, yeah. if, America. If, if they're so close, I bet you within five years of psyops and marketing, it's just going to be a, like a half naked chick at buggies with like the little gophers on her tits. And she's going to have a snow shovel and she's going to dip it into the Bucky's nuggets. And you're going to be on your rascal and you're just going to open your mouth. And it, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shovel that shit in. <laughs> Fill, and it's gonna call. It's gonna be called the fuel up and fill up deal. It's ten dollars. You get ten dollars of gas, and the the half naked chick just shoves a fat shovel of fucking Bucky's oh, nuggets in your face. It's utopia. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you go there and you're like, this is gross. <laughs> like this is. So- you know how like you know how like a vice president and a president don't always match up. Like Mike Pence and Trump, right? It was like, whoa, who brought you two yeah. together? But yeah, that very, that's enough yeah. to win, right? Like one brings enough in for the other to if Bucky's and Top Golf combined, oh, like God. America, like they could take over yeah. the country. Yeah. Like, like just, just imagine if what you just described it was like the T's get loaded with Bucky's nuggets and there's just like <laughs> 300 pound people out in rascal scooters trying to catch it. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and they have GPS sensors into the Bucky's nuggets and you don't care. And they can tell if they get a hole in one. Like if you eat it, they, they know. Oh, dude, do you know? Do you know how many? Like, bro, if I don't, Tobin's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like, "Fuck you, I would." <laughs> do you know how much we could get? Like the C suite or of, or like uh, like project managers to pay? Like, come smack a Bucky's nugget into a fat <laughs> American's <laughs> mouth, and it's like it's like twenty dollars a Bucky nugget, and he's just up there in a polo smacking Bucky's nuggets into rascal scooter fat guys who can barely turn. Oh, no, you make it better. <laughs> you make it better. Um, the the people that get hit. So instead of trying to catch it, if you hit them, right? Because it's hard, right? How many times have you tried to hit yeah. the guy in the cart while you're doing uh, yeah. driving range, right? You never did. So 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 okay okay. So we put like ten of them out at a time, and that way you wrap it right so you make money on the raffle tickets and you only have to give away like 10 <laughs> spots right but all the idiots want to win the raffle so then you send 10 of them out there and you let all these elites go up there and, and hit the puck now now in this case you're not allowed to ever go back to a bucky's again if you get hit imagine the sport <laughs> oh, of this <laughs> dude this is hard this would, target okay. evolved no because this is going to go down a, a, a terrible route because i can already because my mom has neck tattoos. I know how this part of the world thinks. <laughs> you think that you're going to outlaw alcohol, but really what you did is invent NASCAR. <laughs> you <laughs> think that you're going to get these Bucky's guys to not get hit with Bucky's nuggets. 
you're gonna invent motorsport rascals. You're gonna have fucking. They're gonna start jerry rigging their their rascals so they don't get hit. There's gonna be nos tanks on these bills. Oh, before you know it, there's just rascal. That's a free market, man. Like, Hell yeah! Like, <laughs> this oh, is America. Yeah. You're not gonna see that anywhere else in the world, man. Oh, fine. maybe Australia. Maybe Australia. I'll do it Maybe. for free. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> if you, because I, I spent six months with the Australian army and I found my people down there. Like it was the perfect amount of like education yeah. meets rat. Like, oh, they're uh, wonderful. Natasha, Natasha's but, Australian. Okay, perfect. So, you know, have oh, you heard Dingo wonderful. say no duff Robocop? Or like, have you heard about that? I don't think so. so no. Oh my God. It's beautiful. That. And I want it so bad. So no duff means no lie. It's like no okay. shit, no lie. And it's a radio transmission for the army. Okay. And so they'll say no duff, which means no lie. And a RoboCop is a bet where if like no lie, I bet my RoboCop hair. And if you lie and you can't do it, like oh, no. like no duff, I can bench press 300. No duff got RoboCop, it. I can bench 315 pounds. If you can't, you got to shave your head like RoboCop. Oh, and so you end oh, up. Wow. Murphy. Fucking, you mean Murphy. Like, His friends call him Murphy. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's so great, and they're the best. And now we have a podcast with Dingo, and it's going to be awful. I can already tell it's going to get <laughs> shut down. No, we we have this we have this saved in our soundboard. Oh no! That's uh, my Australian um, someday probably cousin saying, "Oh no, the, the best." He <laughs> oh can. no! Our no! Our no! Our no! We have New Zealand guys in the Discord, but they don't like it when I say Arnar. No, no, yeah, they do it a little different and a lot louder. Yeah. Mm, yes. And I then they know, so it's fine. I don't think they're upset about that. Can I ask you a question about uh, Americans and Australians? I Go thought about it. this today. I was like, I think if I can remember to ask him, and then we started talking about Aussies. Do you think that there is, like, and so, you know, I've traveled quite a bit. You've clearly lived all over the world interacted with different cultures and you know but you've also seen that you've also seen (laughs) interacted you've seen the common commonalities (laughs) amongst like humanity right Mm -hmm. do you think there's another country other than australia that would fart in their hand and smear it on their brother's face like i i struggle to see a brit doing that a german certainly (laughs) not well they'll do it when they get old enough but not like to their brother (laughs) (laughs) it the only other people I can see doing stuff like that are the Baltics, like Estonia, mm. Latvia, Lithuania, <laughs> maybe Poland. And it, cause it's like Australia is like the rednecks. Yeah. Like they're like our Georgia, Louisiana, stuff like that. Like always just out there in the wilderness and it wants to kill them. So they have to survive type right. thing. And like the Baltics, cause I've, I served with them too. And they are, they're awesome. They're so great. Um, they are. They're like the redneck version of like Finland, Sweden, and Norway. It's like you meet yeah. those people and you're like, you're such beautiful, intelligent, articulate people. And you're, they're like, yeah, don't go to the Baltics. And you meet the Baltics and it's like, it's like Russia touched the like Norway, Finland, and uh-huh. Sweden. It's just like, and they, we don't believe in deodorant. We are, they, we still believe in the Nordic gods. That guy, like, they were like, all over the place like the the shortest lithuanian was my size and like oh, wow, <laughs> i'm wow. i'm 5 10 200 pounds that's the and that shortest was, they come that's that why they're like so good the at smallest basketball. dude that makes sense huh nothing they, yeah, they're good they, at basketball it's non-sequitur it's weird <laughs> it's weird it's so weird that they like basketball yeah, yeah it's so they would they would fart in like no so when uh they switched lithuanian soft teams um one of the dudes came in and uh 
go ahead. Is what this the well story? The what? What? Who, where was the guy from? Oh, that the the that was my buddy, the one who's my size, who like basically tried to drop a bomb on himself. And that was, yeah, was he Lithuanian? Yeah. I, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, he was Lithuanian. Yeah, they, they all I got. That's who gave me my my last medal because I got turned down for a bronze star because I had two Arcoms with a C device, and then I got turned down for the bronze star because they're like he can't get three, and so. The other one that I got was a Navy achieve uh, a Navy a NATO like a high end NATO medal they wanted to give me, and it got denied. I got denied by and a lieutenant colonel in the Lithuanian Special Forces submitted it, and he's like, "Fuck this!" And so he went back for a week to Lithuania to go get me a medal. No way! I was oh, like, wow. "What the fuck?" What? Bro? That's and, wild, man. And so he they it was great because when they went to take a picture, he's like, "No pictures." And there, I'm like, "What?" He's like, "You're you're forever an enemy of Russia," because yeah. apparently he oh. had he was part of their Delta Force. So I have a Lithuanian Delta Force hat patch, like the works. And so they Very were who cool. I, uh, but he had killed and smoked like Russian agents in Lithuania, and he came back with the medal, but he came back with the second team, and this dude ducks through the doorway, yeah. and he goes, "I hear you're the guy," and I was like. Of what? He's like, the PowerPoint guy, the guy who finds the guys to kill. I was like, yes. I was like, he's like, oh, Cody. I was like, yeah. He's like, we're going to kill many people together. <laughs> I was like, cool. And so we have like an in brief when we do like stuff like, okay, these are the Blackhawks. This is like what we're looking at. And like, these are like the systems. And I, I, I tell him like, you're with me. I love the Lithuanians and the Polish. I do your PowerPoints. I help you move the aircraft and show where you're going to land. They're like, perfect. And so like, cause like the other team had already told them there's this Lieutenant here. He just loves fucking killing bad guys. He does your PowerPoints for you. He works his ass off. Just make sure he eats. He's lost like 35 pounds here. <laughs> does he get cranky? So he, huh? Does he get cranky? <laughs> No, they oh, used good, to come okay. in and be like, Cody, have you eaten today? And then they, they came to, to Clarksville. Oh, to you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh, no, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I I left uh, 195 pounds. I came back 165. Whoa. Uh, my mom didn't even. She's like, what happened? I was like, they didn't let me off the computer. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Did you <laughs> so smoke? My, my, like, did you huh? eat cigarettes? No, I didn't. I just caffeine. Bro. I just got really addicted to caffeine yeah. and I just slept it. Like, Wait, are you the only station. person that was in the army and didn't get into dip? My wife got into dip. I didn't. I, my wife would dip. That's how yeah, fucking yeah. badass she is. Yeah. But no, he he legit walks up to the helicopter because he's so precise. He knows like, okay, this is the guy. This is the dude. And so he walks up to the helicopter, and uh, I'm like, "What are you doing, man?" And he's like, "I don't need a dog tail." And uh, which is like what you use to like link in. It's like a little lanyard oh. you use to link in to the mm. bo- the the bottom of the Black Hawk, so you can ride with your feet out. Um, That's fun. He's like, I don't need a, a dog tail. He's like, I'm just going to link in with my dick. <laughs> and like, I was like, dude was so excited. Like, this was like his first deployment. And I already had like nine missions for him to go on. Like, this dude was like six, eight, 275 pounds, making dick jokes, fart jokes, slapping people, just like, uh, 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 like okay. showing up like LeBron James to like an easy fucking game. Like, I get it. Like, you're going to go shoot five foot four Afghanis and you're like a monster. He's <laughs> like, like wow. can you believe they let me do this? Like, what a- <laughs> yeah, that, that was his whole thought process. Yeah. And like, 
dude they were so sad when i but yeah that's if somebody would fart in their hand and like put it in your mouth it's the polish the lithuanians estonians and latin i gotta be honest I, I i said the germans i forgot about the polish yeah they would like it. Yeah. The Germans yeah, would yeah, like it. Yeah. They'd pay for it. Right, right. So, on, you know, for, front facing, they'd say no because of the shame, the deep, deep shame. But yeah, they would find somewhere to put And really I said, my, my last name means Mr. in German. So at me if you're upset about that, Germans. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm going to fart in my hand and put it in your face. They'll be like, do you accept Apple Pay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but not here. Venmo? 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 Well, man. But. You guys got anything you want to talk about or anything? Cause Alan, do you want to? Yeah, I, I kind of do. I mean, are you I've fine? Of, keep I've going. Covered most of the stuff. Uh, actually, you talked about bricks on one of your episodes yeah. recently. Talk, talk to I me think about we, that. Yeah, I think we have. So, so I come. Well, I, if I can, Alan, I apologize. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry. I always do this. Um, <laughs> the, I think we have a common origin of Peter Zion fans. Or appreciation, yeah. let's say. Fans yeah. Fans is a weird word because in America it means I like support this club. But in the rest of the world, they're like, no, that's short for fanatic. It's like, okay, well, I'm not yeah. a fanatic for Peter Zion. Uh, anyways, he, um, so coming from that perspective and talking about you, you know, you mentioned it earlier, half of everything, half of the finance sector or housing in China is half collapsing. Half the world. No, half right, the world right. is going to be in bricks. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, not the world. Sorry. Earlier in the conversation when you said half of the finance sector in, in China is collapsing. Oh, 50. Yeah, sorry. 50%, 50 of 50, the housing. 50, and 50 of the top ones. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, you know, having an, a, a base layer of understanding of Peter Zion's outlook on the world. That's like, yeah, we saw this coming. China's not making it past 2030. I've heard that a million times. Uh, and it's accelerating. So it's worse than we thought. I've watched his YouTube updates. I don't just read his books. The, uh, I see that and I go, okay, well, we are better situated to get through this. It's going to be bad for us. The world's mm -hmm. going to get worse and it's going to get bad in a lot of pockets in different ways. Uh, in the U S I think, tend to believe we're going to ride through it. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to like what that feels like. But yeah. when you see that news from China and you say, this is bad. Sure, it's bad, but like we are on a course towards some kind of a failure or catastrophe. So isn't it good to see that coming in the way that we anticipated instead of a way that's surprising? So like oh wait you're and then like, take that yeah. back to bricks so bricks is expanding into and diluting itself into fucking Argentina and until they get fucking the Trump of Argentina I know he's not um, yeah. and uh, yeah I, I guess it's two questions you know they're going to bring Saudi Arabia and Iran into some kind of a union which makes sense because it started off with what India and China <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yes. yeah everybody loves each other but it doesn't matter because from your perspective their whole thing is undermine the dollar and it's all fine anyways yeah do you so, layer that okay. on top of peter zion <laughs> no i don't i don't think he understands that and that's ah, the one thing okay. here's the thing that i don't where peter zion fails he's never served in an environment with those people and seen the level of tenacity and vigor and hate mm. in their like just their soul they have for america like i mean it when you see 12 dudes put on body armor and think that they're going to take on an Apache gunship, there's a difference between that stupid and okay. These guys like really fucking hate us. Right. Like they're mm. like, it, it, 
Because you, you can only make enough. people do things so far, right? Yeah, like, yeah. right? Like, I, middle of the night, the Apache has NVGs, a 30 millimeter auto cannon, which is the same gun they put on the Bradley, eight Hellfires, and two rocket pods full of flechettes, which, if you don't know what that is, that's literally rockets that explode and then take a bag, like, two, take like five boxes of nine inch nails, chuck them in the air, and then make them explode above your head. That's a pretty hate machine. That sounds yeah. pretty bad, yeah. Sounds rough. I could go on about flechettes. I have a story about a pilot who used to love them, and I used to give him targets all the time. I'm like, there's two shitheads right here. He's going to fucking kill him. He's like, fuck you. I'm like, I used to find people for that shit. Just, but they, they knew. They knew, and they would still go out in the middle of the night. And keep in mind, this Apache isn't like flying above. They can engage targets up to five kilometers out. And I, I, I say out this, like, go out in the middle of the night, look up and see if you can see 5K. Right, like, right. they still wanted it. They still wanted that fight. And Peter Zion, when he talks about bricks, he doesn't understand that, like, I can I can read it and he can read it. And he sits there and he says, like, well, this makes a sense from, like, an economic perspective. But the political science of it is that these countries don't really get along and the value of their dollars and, like, their economies doesn't really match up. I'm like, that's not the point. The point of this, uh, and and I'll get to the China bit after this because the BRICS one gets me like heated. Oh, I, I didn't ask decided, you a solid question, so just yeah, go no, wherever you feel like it. But it's like BRICS is literally the bet is because they they want a gold standard dollar for the third and second world, and what it's going to do is, and for those that don't understand, essentially they can't print money. However much gold they have is however many dollars they have. It's a one-for-one one swap. You can't do much without it. Nixon pulled us off the gold standard so he could print money and fund the war machine in Vietnam. That's like literally fucking the, the moral of the story is that we have a, a money printer so that we can print more money, devalue the dollar, but essentially try to bring the economy up. And made us allies with Saudi Arabia. Well, yeah, and then that's an economic principle as well, right? You can only trade oil for dollars. And you never did anything wrong after that. (laughs) (laughs) I know Saddam said he was going to switch to the the euro, and then Gaddafi said he was going to switch to the euro, and then those two regimes fell. But that's weird. You think they're connected? Let's not correlate those things. Like, why would you? It's the Arab Spring. It It was that Tunisian. It was that Tunisian fruit seller. Why would you bring up the fucking the euro? Yeah, for for those that, for those that don't, under, don't understand this inside joke, we kill you if you try to take your oil off the dollar, um, because essentially what we do is you can trade dollars for oil. And when and I mentioned this on the Tobin podcast with Logistics and Life, as I said, the minute we t- that the Swiss took their accounts from the Russians and we convinced everybody that it was okay to touch the money of dictators. That was a no-no. Like you and I had this discussion last night with a guy in the Discord. I was like, if you're a dictator and you can't have a Swiss bank account and you can't just step away, like America's like, you're done, we're putting somebody else in charge, or you're a capitalist. Like if America comes in and steps in and says, get the fuck out, you at least have your Swiss bank account. Now America's saying you don't get shit. And we can en- enact regime change. And so Saudi Arabia, as I, it's serious, but a joke, but people need to remember this. Saudi Arabia took five minutes all out of their day to stop beating women and killing journalists. And they said, you know what we need to do? <laughs> we may need to protect our bank accounts because anybody who disagrees with America, they're just going to shut the bank account off. 
And Iran is like, well, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you think we've been fighting? And right. if you read the books, Three Dangerous Men and The Russian Way of War, they talk about this. Garisimov and Shoigu. Shoigu! Garisimov! Shoigu! Garisimov! R.I.P. to the legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, they knew uh, uh, the... Libya, Iraq, the the color revolutions, the Arab Spring. We have changed all of these. Uh, the last 30 years, how many regime changes have we enacted because we felt like it? Now we know we can get the Swiss to turn off the bank accounts. We can turn off all this money. So all these countries, it's not about economics. It's not about politics. It's literally about anything but that. Like it's mm-hmm. it's anything but America. And we are seeing it that like six of the nine countries in OPEC are already with like team bricks, baby, because they're, and, and that's, that's a big deal. I mean, six of the OPEC's done, they're done with the dollar. And yeah. so it's just going to plummet. And I've said this last night. Um, if you lost 10% of the GDP of America, bodies would be in the streets tomorrow. Mm-hmm. People would be shooting each other. Nobody's ever done that before. Like this is great depression 2.0. If you lose 10% of the economy in any of the BRICS countries, it's a Monday. They, they <laughs> like, they, uh, Oh no, we're poor. Looks around mud hut. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know we were rich. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter. And, and so if they're willing to go toe to toe at at war with us and we have a money printer and they have a gold standard and basically the guys who hold the line on our economic front is the federal reserve deutsche bank fucking name a hedge fund that's who they're coming for and they're just gonna why fight they can just transfer to bricks bucks and bail and leave us and then we're just left with the money printer and i firmly believe that if they can the only thing they have to do is go look. And it was the president of it's the country just north of Ethiopia, west of Oh uh, yeah, I'm great on African geography. You're nailing it. Oh some yeah. wait. Some, some, some <laughs> Eritrea. Uh hold on. Is I, it Eritrea? I don't yeah. Know, I'm saying I think that. it is Eritrea. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He literally yeah. looked at Putin. He said the Americans don't manufacture shit. Yeah. They're just a banking system. I don't care what we have to do, end it. And so they don't care. It's literally, and that's the thing that Peter Zion is overlooking is that 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 hate. I used to have a judo and wrestling BJJ coach tell me that he's like, you never want to go and find fighter. And and Mike Tyson about his son, you can't make a fighter out of a rich kid, but you can make go to the ghetto, find you a Mike Tyson, find you some disgruntled sure. Latin white from the trailer park, Detroit ghetto black whatever you can find them here in america and turn them into a fighter there's literally entire countries of people it's the story of empires there's these regional you become sort of a big deal in your region then you win some regional conflict you become the superpower that has a lifespan things in our modern time are accelerated you know i heard you in the last episode talking about the idiots that compare the american empire to rome and i largely agree (laughs) with you but i i tend to say fine that's a fine comparison, but you have to accept that things that took decades then happen in about a year here. Like we just go through it so fast right now. So would, 250 years could be a 500 year empire. When it comes to that Rome argument to Claire, like not the, oh, but fine. it's, it's usually it's, what it they is say stupid, is like, it is. It usually is an ignorant person saying it. 
Yeah, it's like one sentence, and it's like, well, let's unpack that because, like, if you've ever read the the, the Fall of Rome, it's like, like you said, it's like a two hundred fifty years. It's all these multiple things. And it, but you can just look at the ha- you can just look at the Republic period. I mean, I I don't include yeah. anything post Caesar. At honestly, you can end it at Sulla and call that yeah. like the Republic period of Rome. But sure, you can. I mean, it's right to end it with Augustus and Caesar. But you know that period. That's to me Rome. The that mm-hmm. if you're going to compare anything to the United States, it's five hundred ish years of Roman history that, yeah, with technology and the way that things happen globally and speed things up these days, you could do that in a real hundred year century, one and a half. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, but the, the last part of your question, the, the 50, the top 50, the top 50 real estate uh, producers in China all just defaulted on loans, mm-hmm. uh, which means they got like a 30 degree period to pay that shit off. But it's a form of economic warfare because those loans are American, they're Canadian, right? they're 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 European, British, yeah. yeah, and they use those loan payments to pay for other things. And as far as we are stretched now, we were talking about grocery bills and everything like that. If you don't have that loan payment coming in, it, how many other? It's like the dominoes; they're going to fall. And yeah. like I said, it, if China if China's economy collapses, they're not going to feel it. The rich might. Vast majority, 95, 90% of them will figure it out and they know how to figure it out. If we fall, we don't know how to figure that out. How many people have chickens? How many people have a vegetable garden? Like that's the level of fall I'm in, I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, and I'm not trying to get all prepper on you. It's <laughs> no, just, no, I mean, it's I just, think about you... it all the time. The fact that I still haven't bought a fucking generator makes me so mad. Like, oh, <laughs> every dude. time winter comes, I'm like, God damn it, I didn't buy another generator. <laughs> yeah i and i, I mean that's the, my my and I, I say that too because my my grandmother uh my dad's mom was in the great depression she lived to be like 95 and she had a vegetable garden she knew how to fish she knew how to do all that stuff i grew up like, in on cloth diapers and a, and my yeah, mom made baby yeah. food from the garden yeah and and she used to say all the time she's like if we have another and and she was scarred from the Great Depression. Yeah. Like Republican people would call her and be like, "I'm a liberal for life," and just throw <laughs> yeah. the phone and, like, and so, but yeah, and and so it, it. She was just amazed. She's like, "You don't know how to farm. You don't know how to hunt. You don't know how to." Because like she was that poor, and right. it's not about like surviving. It's just about like there's going to be a depression period. There's going to be a recession period. Yeah. Americans can't handle that. Bricks can't. And they they are they're gonna handle it. And if it takes them five years, ten years, or fifteen years being poor, at they they, my favorite thing, and I hate using it as like a it's like a tactic that I always put. I want to be in right. If I'm me as a person, is that the IRA say when uh, they they tried to kill Margaret Thatcher, and she said you have to be right every time. Yep. We just got to get right once Mm -hmm. and so i I always put myself when i'm planning military operations or like economic or anything i'm like who's in that position bricks bricks is in that position they don't have to we america has to be right every year time after time after time we have to figure out the oil we have to figure out the food we have to figure out all this stuff bricks just needs one domino to fall for this this sandcastle we have for an economy to work and they can wait they or like the taliban said you may have the watches, but we got all the time in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just going to wait. But now, how and much I, of that, though, is a couple of things, though. The, those are largely countries that are ran by one person or a party. So you're describing the people's will, and that's the, that's the way that's being dictated as the people's will. And also, the second thing I'm classic at is not remembering my second thing. So why don't you just answer that? 
so so it's like you know they're dictatorships how long can that last right like or, or how well and, does that represent the person there right like when oh, i get mad at china i'm mad at ccp right <laughs> well, stuck. Yeah. well sure love, it doesn't matter until it doesn't exist yeah and, yeah, and, and like if you got this whole gold standard off of 30 percent of the world's gold yeah. how is that going to be a thing i mean it you ever felt an ak you ever felt that <laughs> like <laughs> yes, actually, I mean, it's that. it's an awesome firearm. Yeah. It's got this like the wood furniture yeah. feels crisp. It's a little jiggly, but you. that feeling of the bolt riding back and then forward, it's like that shunk. You're like, oh man, that is just you, they're that, the that AK of good. the world, right? And we're yeah, the M16s. No, it's no. What I'm saying is like it's really hard to have a, an opinion on the other end of that thing. Like, nah, yeah. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the other thing is like somebody said, well, like. The dollar's backed by the United States military. Ha ha. I'm yeah. like, okay, what are you going to do? In- invade fucking East Africa, Mozambique, yeah. Somalia. Like, we're, we're switching. You're going to go invade Saudi Arabia? You're going to invade the Middle East again for regime change? But isn't, isn't Peter Zion's take more of, like, the value of the soft power of it, though? That, like, at the end of the day, how invested is India in seeing China succeed at this? Because if this organization is largely China's desires... Like, you're going to tell me the guy that wants to be the dragon emperor isn't also... It's like, you look at the history of China. Like, I'm sure you're familiar with the history mm-hmm. of the steppe people in China and the emperors of China. Not the steppe people of China, the steppe, although that existed. But, like, how, how regional powers and then unification. Oh, look, China unified. Oh, look, China unified. It hasn't quite happened in the right way that under one person in a while. It's about due, and I think someone thinks they were right for that. How does that fit in a place that also includes Argentina and Iran? I, I mean, it's like kind of like this, like if you, if me, you, Alan, and like seven other random dudes from the college of Vanderbilt, it, like, here, here, let's say this, you, you go, you two go to the local college, pick four liberal, uh, liberal arts majors. And you say, Hey, I got my buddies. My buddy Cody is coming. He's an army vet. He's a former judoka who was at the international level. He's a BJJ national champion, uh, special operations combatives program. And we're going to get in a room with him and we're going to fight all of us (laughs) freestyle. What's the first thing all of you are going to agree on? First one to go is Cody's got to die, right? (laughs) It doesn't matter about Dustin or Alan or any of that. The first thing that's going to happen is like, I don't care what happens after Cody, but Cody's got to go. Like, and so the thing is, is like India and Russia and all these countries. and, And I think that's something that like we saw in Eritrea, like he was literally saying like, they, they gotta go like they gotta because we can fight each other later america's gotta go and i think that's what india and china are saying is like you know we have these border disputes we have some economic ties we have these things going on and i bet what india is thinking is like okay look every time exactly like you say the dragon emperor falls they they go down the first thing that happens and it's almost a meme is like china gained a new leader One million people died. Like, there's never a soft change in (laughs) power in China. And I'm pretty sure Iran, or not Iran, but India is like, okay, look, if America's not here. We know China's going to fall. We we just have to wait China out, right? We can play with that. But why not not be willing to just, I mean, guys, I feel like it's just as likely that they would say, or we can do this thing, but at the end, we're going to partner economically with America's interest 
And, you know, I just, I feel like it doesn't end as like, you're right that, that like, yeah, the first thing everyone's going to agree on is Cody has to die. But in reality, like three of those nine people or however, whatever our number is, are going to go, yeah, but if we just outrun him, we'll live too. And then your whole plan falls apart because it's seven people. Well, that's the other thing, right? right? Is you got those cheese dicks in the back who are like, okay, Dustin and Alan are committed to killing Cody. Okay. You've thought this whole thing Alan's a pretty big dude. So if I let Alan go first and then I'm like kind of in the dog pile and then I'm my knife just kind of slips through Alan's yeah. throat. Like they are not the first ones in; they're the mm. second ones in. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'll put a couple hands on <laughs> yeah, Cody. Totally on team. Yeah. But my my hand's gonna be on Alan's throat, though, yeah. right? Like, you know, I'm gonna be dying, but Alan's gonna be like, why am I woozy? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> feel like, weird over here. It's it's yeah, and I I honestly think that a lot of it has to do with culture and acceptance, as you talk about, like campaigning principles of like diplomacy information military and economic and this is a really shitty thing to say but i think that most people would understand it especially indians if you ask them it's like at the end of the day or you side with america are you really their friend are they really going to understand your culture that you don't kill cows that that you're like you're still an indian right show bob's in vagine um they're not gonna yeah and so it's 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 easy and but for countries like japan and south korea who are our friends they are accepted into us like i say the marine every marine either watches anime or has a waifu body pillow Mm. like they are accepted and it takes a while to become accepted as a culture into the West and America. And then there's a little give and take, right? Like, you know, you got to put on deodorant. I'm going to watch anime. (laughs) You eat beef and I eat ramen noodles. Like there's a little bit of culture exchange that needs to happen. And most of these countries and don't, they don't, they, or they don't want it. And that's the other thing that comes with it is like ESG scores, right? How liberal are you? What about LGBTQ rights? What about women's rights? What about all these things? And that's why I say like, you're not going to convince Saudi Arabia or Eritrea to, or Iran to stop hanging LGBTQ sure. people in the public square yeah. to accept a billion dollar right. loan. We just, They're va- we just, but we can still at some point coexist with them by saying, we're going to say, we don't like you doing that, but not get in the way of you do it. Just treat them like we do Israel. Like, you know, not that they treat women like that. <laughs> yeah. being like we hate a lot of what you do, but you're our best friend. Um, yeah. The, the, I still feel like ultimately though, there's this thing where people will, ah, oh, man, I actually, I had a thought and I lost it. I apologize. I thought it was coming. It's on the tip of my tongue. Why don't you say what you're thinking? Oh, no, I, I was about to say, how do you, but how do you win? You you get you stop the ESG crap. You stop the oh, the yeah. that you stop the liberal. Or I have I'll save that for it. the Discord. But yeah. you uh, you have a liberalism and these social values cannot come into right away. Right, uh, three cups of tea. Sure. Or, you know, you gotta you gotta talk to these people. You gotta work with them, and it, it takes we a we long said time. these things out loud that you're not saying when we went into Iraq. We said like a lot of people said. I don't think that the people of you know like I I understood that Baghdad was a modern city. I'm not ignorant to that, but like yeah. the people of Iraq were not ready for us to say yeah, but you guys are gonna have you know the Western American democracy overnight. Like it just we like it seemed foolish at the time, and then we're like yeah, but we're kind of committed, so. It's one of those things that people don't uh, like 
So like special forces, like most people think that those dudes just kick in doors and shoot people in the face, which is true now. But um, when it was first originated, the idea was that these guys were supposed to go in, assimilate, be with these cultures. They spoke perfect languages. My dad speaks perfect Egyptian and they work with them and they fight through them, right? Like 12 dudes are supposed to become a battalion, like fucking a thousand plus dudes. And they train them and they they work through them and they know the culture and they lead them to victory. But the problem is, is that politicians and businessmen and generals who are basically half politician, half soldier get involved and they make these quick snappy decisions that look good. Like, if you think about that, I just said we have to raise a battalion of soldiers and like every man has always done it or kid, boy, whatever. They've always thought about becoming, I want to be a Prigozhin. I want my mercenary army. Sure. Actually think mm. about that for a minute. Yeah. How much body armor, how much guns, how much training. It takes months to make a soldier. So the idea was for Afghanistan is that we were going to go in and in 12 months, we were going to have this good fighting force of Northern Alliance, Pashtun Afghans sure. fighting the Taliban, take it back. And we work with them and we work with them and, and it's massaging those things. There's a book called three cups of tea and it's about that. You know, you don't just immediately go uh. into business. And if you want those relationships, it's, it's a lot. And, and the beauty of that beast is the British. They are excellent at that. They get involved. Um, even their mercenaries in Baghdad, Iraq, they weren't like Blackwater. Blackwater was shooting people in, in the face and asking questions later. Whereas the British mercenary groups were, you know, they were integrated into the, the populace. They they treated them nicely. They spoke Arabic. They worked with the populace. And it's well, they learned it, it, from they know, learned dividing yeah. dividing and conquering to you know go into. It the, took a long time yeah, with the empire, yeah. but we got it right, yeah, lad. Exactly. Let me fucking but <laughs> a little bit of you know, hey, colonialism has its perks, I, I guess. Um, you get real good at war. Um, but and that's something that's like, I, God forbid, I say this, the liberal agenda the liberal mind does work but it doesn't work like they think it does you can't force lgbtq plus women's rights and stuff like that on this culture you're going to have to deal with and this may be from example uh, an individual breaking an ak on the back of some dude's head because he touched a supply cache you know that that happens or you know beatings and rapings and i mean there was that green beret who shot a guy for raping uh, a, a small boy in afghanistan they're called chai boys. It's a thing. And you have to, it's like, we can't ass assault that problem. Now we got to work on other things, but maybe we push that guy to the side and we don't work with him. Who's, you know, raping small children, small <laughs> boys. And we push him over there. We don't give him assistance because if we intercept that culture, you can change a culture and do these things. It yeah. just, it's turning of the it dial slow. And, well, yes. and, and yeah. And, and doing That's it. The whole three nuance. cups of tea means, right. It's yeah. taking the time to many, many meetings. And, right. and right. so like, but that, but that involves stuff we mentioned earlier that we don't have time for pragmatism, you know, betraying principles <laughs> based off of the current environment well, right like well, accepting is, that like, it's a trolley problem you're gonna have to make a bad decision but like you're trying to accomplish an overall objective and you can't let your principles get in the way of yeah you pick, you pick the, the the best worst the best bad outcome yeah yeah and yeah americans aren't known for taking their time and, and yeah. it, it, it's it's a cultural thing and it's what's really 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 bad is you had like and this is my dad was completely trained up on that. He had trained the Kuwaiti army after the Gulf War and, you know, trained them up to be uh, an army. He had trained other Middle Eastern countries like Jordan. Jordan now has a 
superb special operations. They have a special operations training center in Jordan. It's one of the best in the world. Uh, started in the 90s. It took them years to do that. But like in my dad has said it like it you got them they move the goalpost every time it yeah. was like okay we get there and it's like just beat the taliban and then they're like wait 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 wait, wait. they beat women women need the right, right. to vote yeah. women need education right. and yeah. so it's like why and then am we I leave and we're like school? but all these schools for women it's yeah. like i don't remember that being what we said in 2001 i yeah. remember something else i remember this being important don't hear me wrong i don't, I yeah. don't care what i say but it, it, and what and the unknown fact about that is that what actually happened was during this time, you had these leaders playing with special forces and throwing them cookies. And I can go down this rabbit hole because I was in the room when uh, it, basically MARSOC, Marine Special Operations Command, replaced 5th Group in the Middle East. It was this, oh, it was a big day. But the the thing was is, okay, we're going to spin these dials. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're, you know, we're just going to be quick. We're going to be real quick. In and out, five minutes. You know, home, home by Christmas, boys. And it was like, okay, well... <laughs> We have dudes patrolling, but who's going to kick in these doors? And so special forces slowly shifted from like doing these things to kicking in doors and shooting in people in the face. They were really, when it started, they were there to do force multiplication and build these places up. My dad, when 2001 happened, probably spoke uh, perfect Egyptian. By the time we left Afghanistan, almost every Green Beret team had interpreters because they couldn't speak Pashtun at all. Oh, wow. Hmm. They had lost the ability. Yeah. And so, wow. What, how do you, and I, how do you I lose that, that in the same battle or in the same war? Excuse me. Yeah, 20 years. How do you lose that? Took, I'm sorry. How do you, shouldn't you reinforce that though? Am I, am I not no, following you? It, you, the, the thing that happened was those snappy decisions and what looked good. And we spread out too thin and people wanted results oh, yeah. and they wanted numbers. Uh, General Miller, who was in charge when I was there, turned the Afghan war into a war of attrition. And if you don't know what that means, we basically were counting how many Taliban HVT right. we killed. I, I, this sounds a lot uh, yeah. like what we learned about Vietnam years later. No, we didn't learn shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> we didn't learn shit. Like you could have said I Westmoreland mean, and it was like the yeah, same West, story. I, I have it is. He was Westmoreland. And what's even funnier is that Miller, uh, after Afghanistan fell, he retired and he went to go work for SIG, I'm who shocked. now owns all the contracts for the yeah. small arms yeah. of the military. They won all three contracts. Wow. And uh, but he turned it into a war of attrition. And when people sit there and they say, like, man, Cody, what did you do in Afghanistan? Well, one of the soft units I worked with was Ranger Regiment, and they do three month deployments. I was there for nine, so I got to meet. 3rd Battalion, 2nd Battalion, 1st Battalion. They killed 9,000 HVTs over the course of nine months while I was there. Just that soft branch. And they were proud of it. They count, They counted the numbers. And that was just them. What it's not including do? Navy SEALs, Marines, the Polish, the Lithuanians, how many people we just used a drone on and stuff like yeah. that. It was a numbers game. And that's why, like, to roll it back to your question, like, can we take on bricks? They're playing the long game. They're playing the game of sit, wait, and find out because they're too short-sighted to, to to think about this shit. We don't, we can't build these countries up. We've lost the capability. All we think about are short-term gains. I mean, look at venture. It's basically venture capitalism. <laughs> Just show me the growth. And most Americans don't have the ability to sit, wait, and build something. And it's it's their nature. I mean, I, I have this discussion with my wife all the time about like raising or having kids is like Americans just kick their kids out of the house at 18. Meanwhile, every other second and third world country, the kid usually either lives in the house or they, they work at the family business and it builds up and up and up. And like the, the, 
the generational wealth just increases, right? Like there was one guy who said the dad may own the the Euro shop, but then the son goes and makes a, a dry cleaning place. And then the dad dies and he owns a Euro shop and he owns a dry cleaning place. And then he has some cousins come work and it, and it grows and it grows. No, and, but, but you don't Ameri- understand. It's the American dream. I go get my own house and I start my own yeah. family where I kick my kid out at 18. And all you have to do is think of a few generations of that. And you're like, wait, this doesn't make sense. This, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, and, and, there's not unlimited supply there. Like. And then you sit and you fucking wonder why we're looking around and we're like, oh, yeah, none of us have generational wealth and none of us want to have kids because all they literally are, according according to our culture, is a financial burden. Right. (laughs) But so, I mean, mean, yeah, you're not wrong. So what do you think, Alan? Like, it feels like there's an economic response to what you're talking about, though, because like that's the like socio or what? Yeah, socio side of it. But the socioeconomical, like, don't don't I feel like at the end of the day because of the div- the the divergent nature of capitalism and the many options that you come to find out where the true like success of the market teaches you uh, of a situation that you get from capitalism as opposed to you said earlier that they all um they have to they only have to be right once well yeah but they have to be right and they have to guess right based on the way they run their systems and yeah. and they have to do that in unison whereas I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like economically, I don't know that that's because at the end of the day, can't people just go to the bank and pull out all their bricks bucks and transfer it into whatever currency they want to like. And, and then that undermines the whole thing. And then China still, even with all of bricks, doesn't have a majority of the world's gold supply. Or if they do it, we would have the other plurality. Yeah, no, we, have, we we do. And I, I think that the, the other thing that I haven't mentioned and you brought kind of brought it up is they'll outwork us. Mm-hmm. We're what are we doing? We're about to do four day work weeks. We don't want manufacturing jobs. We don't want hard labor. I mean, the envy of every person is to work four hours from home as a project manager and make a hundred thousand dollars, right? Like there's no shame in it. Don't we all want that job? Um, just you know, and but the thing is, is like they're the ones making the manufacturing, they're the ones pulling the 12 hour shifts at the fucking, you know, the Nike manufacturing joint right. down there in mexico or wherever you know we're what i think what they'll do is they'll cut us off and then we're gonna have to find people to run our factories because we're a nation of consumers not producers how many people do you know are going to take a sweatshop job at the right. new mexico nike outlet right yeah like, they're just gonna they're just gonna cut us off they're gonna be like you know what hey screw and and russia is amazing proof of that they figured out how to get what they need while right. being economically challenged like basically imprisoned and they're getting it and they're figuring it out and it's barely hurt them uh i i think that they will and they'll manufacture for each other and they'll they'll work hard for each other and they're going to build it build it build it up and they're just going to leave us alone they're just going to that's it like you we're going to have to figure out and peter science mentioned this he's like we're gonna have to turn to mexico yeah no i, I mean but, that's i have a response to everything yeah. you're saying it's real you're saying but all i'd say is everything you just said is they'll try and I think the response yeah. is we'll do that regionally and it will, yeah. things will be more expensive and life will be harder. And but I'm not looking forward I, to it. I would. It, yeah. And most Americans won't be able to take it. And I'm going to buy bricks bucks because I don't believe that our economy will, will make it. But I mean, the only thing I would say to Peter Zion saying, you know, we can, you know, Mexico can be our manufacturing hub is man. If mm. you told me that China had all of its manufacturing in Mongolia, and I had 
all of first special forces group to go to mongolia <laughs> and train up the mongolian cartels sure. and just wreck havoc on that yeah. manufacturing and the america like they're going to send so many chinese advisors to the cartels and the fentanyl the heroin i mean north korea is one of the biggest producers of heroin and uh all those drugs for the black market and hacking if all of our shits in mexico and they already have an armed guerrilla insurgency down there who just cares about one thing money oh man it's good you could send anybody in there with a bag of fat cash and some ak's and just change the economic outlook of america overnight and it would be with a mexican label like mexican cartel label so when Peter Zion talks about the last 70 years being the order, like the sort of U.S.-led mm -hmm. order of, the, of, the, of global interaction, it's almost like because of that ability, we've just built this up so damn high that we're like, oh, yeah, we forgot like, how chaotic this is in nature that we've harnessed. Yeah. And once the like, interconnectedness comes out of it, it's such a topple. You, you got to do it. I mean, that's, that's kind of, we made a post about that on uh Kitbagger. I did. Cause I watched master and commander and you read the book. Yeah, Cause it was on on. like, you're fuck master commanders on throw the remote across. No, I got me. it. I got it on YouTube for, I, I have like all the sweet nineties films uh, yeah. for going nice. on like flights. So like the Patriot master and commander uh, 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 hunt for the red October platoon red Octo oh, oh man sean connery films yeah. platoon yeah engage caterpillar so drive <laughs> <laughs> winners fuck the problem queen uh <laughs> but yeah i mean that's kind of the thing right and i i don't i've kind of been shitting on like the left but i would say like there is a proper way to bring liberal morals and values into this and there's a proper way to bring conservative values and morals into this and they work hand in hand in tandem yeah, but the one thing you can't forget is we didn't get here by shaking babies and kissing hands we got here by brutally murdering people who stepped near us and said no we're building the american empire oh you want bananas to be cost a lot for chicken <laughs> oh we're gonna send the first marine division to squash you like how people give chiquita way too much credit for that i'm like i think you forgot about the cia and yeah <laughs> some people with guns yeah i mean <laughs> and it it is. And what's really sad is that I would love for somebody to figure it the fuck out uh, that, you know, hey, maybe extreme action and extreme violence is required, but it's kind of hard to brief that. And the people who, you know, and we're not kind of our military doesn't want that anymore. We're kind of banking on the fact that we think technology is going to outwork good soldiering. You know, why do we need good soldiers and hard soldiers that instead we have high Mars. High Mars will do kill a lot of bad Russians. We don't need good soldiers. I mean, my my best friend's dad, who I count as like a second father, he was a fantastic guy. He was in the 160th uh, Special Operations Aviation Regiment as a crew chief and was awarded uh, the Bronze Star for combat operations many times. He got in the army because they told him prison or the army, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> he was, was not cousin. a good dude. Yeah, no, that's so, my cousin. He got a choice. Went Marines, yeah. Yeah. That's who's that's who's there. I mean, and so 
we don't have that anymore. We don't have people willing to go and do that extreme violence to remind them that America is the, the number one empire. And I've said it on all con S2's podcast. Um, I've seen what China is willing to do. They did go and operate in Afghanistan. They are willing to do what it takes to be number one on the military front. So check that box. And then they've got the economic box. Check that. And then for, for diplomacy now. is, yeah. They'll figure it out. You know, we'll put, tell you what, not a check. I'll put a equal sign. They're figuring it out. But diplomacy and information and intelligence, that's still up in the air. Mm. And so it, it's not look, if I had to bet, I wouldn't bet on us. That's the, the sad thing. Well, and I don't say that because I'm some disgruntled vet who's like, this new generation. No, I say that because. That. I hate bankers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we talk we about we talk a lot about like marketplaces resolving things, and you know, in a sense, there there's a marketplace of persuasion. At the end of that, ultimately, there's warfare. And you say you want to see a resolution to this. I it seems like there's going to be a lot of friction in the next decade, at least. China won't. China won't do it. That why uh, that's kind of like if you've why why fight when you're already economically striking? Oh, I'm sorry. I I actually right? wasn't seeing yeah. much difference in that when you talk about sending advisors into Mexico. That's kind of what I'm referring to. Oh like, as no, that doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the best part about that job sure. I was in. Like that was like it's it's like slapping somebody in the back of the head, but still being like on the other side oh, of the room. Right, but and the it's effects like, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it doesn't matter. No. That's like, like a kid. Just not uh, with me. Like, <laughs> like fucking. I know it with you. Like no. <laughs> like, so, there's no difference between like sensitive activity operations and stuff like that, and like what you did to your older brother as a kid. Like it's just yeah. farting in your hand, balls. putting it in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, we like come that. full circle. Yeah, doesn't count. Um, I mean, I got so many other things I want to ask you. I don't think we got time to talk about lasers. Um, Bezmanov, I don't know your your what oh, your current favorite I, conspiracy is. I'll answer one more. Is Obama you, gray? Like, Can you answer that gay? really quick? No gray. gray? Is yeah, it gray yeah. Well, gay? everybody says is Obama gay, and I'm like, well, I think the real question is that man appeared gray to me while he was president. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. My dad bet me a hundred bucks. He's like, Michelle Obama's going to run for president in 2024. I was like. Really? I was like, I'm taking you up on that bet, but I yeah, feel bad. That bet. Uh, I feel like you took well, that bet and then you set up this whole psyop about um, uh, <laughs> Big Mike and Obama, his love letters and his gay sex. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm going to win that hundred uh, bucks. I don't fucking care. <laughs> If I'm if I'm doing any psyop right now, it's to fight the Azerbaijanis and ah, it's another one. I was like, we definitely don't have time for that. My whole thing with that is like every two months after rewatch the same thirty minute YouTube video to wrap my head around what's going on with Armenia and Azerbaijan. Uh, well, I I don't want to talk too much about it, but we do have a guy, the Cognitive High. Yep, uh, H Y E. He's Armenian. Yeah, yeah, he's Armenian. Uh, Andrew, I love him. Yeah, Uh, he was on right. That was the episode. Yeah, yeah, he was on. That was a great episode, man. He explained it, but he was like hungover, but he's in the discord and he talks all the time. And I've gone through tons of YouTube and I understand it so much that like, uh, you'll probably catch me in Glendale, California. Like you fucking <laughs> Azerbaijani <laughs> fucks. Like some dude got in an argument with me in the comment section. He's like, Artesh is Azerbaijani. And I'm like, then why is there a 1500 year old church there? You're in, you're a Muslim. You're going to say that you left a church there for 1500 years. Make that make sense. Yeah. Like, 
ISIS conquered territory and they didn't let shit live for right. three minutes. Oh, oh you're Buddhist? God, We're, that's so literally, uh, uh, yeah, that. uh, literally a religion of neutrality, ISIS. Nope. Boom. <laughs> smash. <laughs> yeah, smash. Like, no, we, that that church is that that church hasn't been there fifteen hundred. No, no, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, oh, yeah. This is so a shitty psyop. But <laughs> no, I was gonna explain real quick. Um, so Bezmenov, the guy who, uh, per, it's like Perestroika. Not yeah, perestroika, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't buy him. I think I don't. I know I don't know nothing about it, and you do. So I want to, I want to say, like, okay, my thing yeah. is, you, so, you're, you're too compartmentalized. Why would he claim to know all that? I feel like he's like, I can get on TV. I'm American. Ah, look at me. La, la, yeah, la, so la, like la. there's that's the guy who believes in like uh information warfare, right? Yes. The guy who like breaks yeah. it down and says like we're changing you slowly yeah. and articulately. An interview on so, like 1983. Yeah. And so he's 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 dead on. You he's I know he's in, right. I'm saying he can't be talking about an actual program. Nobody would tell one person all of that. Yeah. Uh, no 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 no. So like that's kind of the thing, right? Like I'm where I was in the department of things it's like i wasn't doing any of the, the cool guy spy shit i helped with it so like i'm my fingers are like all in like the the cia agent who gets on like the the big he's like uh half black he's got like long black uh black hair and a beard and he's been on the sean ryan show he's a, talking about. Yeah. yeah he's like a legit operative so he he knows a ton of stuff I was behind that. Like I was way up and back in the, like in the bleachers, but I could see everything right. that was going. And so, so you're he, saying Bezmanov doesn't have to have been briefed on all of it. He can say, I've no, seen he, the whole thing and I can tell that's what's happening. Yeah. He, he, he knows what's going on to the left and right. Kind of what's up, but he says it so definitively like as if he knows it, like it was taught to him. That's the thing where I, I just kind of, I, yeah. I mean, what, what's different than what we presumed from what he says. So, so the thing is, is like when you, when he's talking about that, it's like, if I were to hand you like the platoon level guide to how to run an infantry platoon, you'd be like, well, half this shit doesn't make sense. You hand it to a guy like me, I can pick it up and I can understand. Same thing with like MISO cells, psyops, civil affairs, and special forces. I'm working there. I know what's going on in the ballpark. You hand me a manual. I pick it up. I read it. I'm like, oh, so there, there, that guy's this, 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 this. So he knows, he knows what he's talking about. And he he definitely understands. So like, if you were to hand him a KGB, like, hey, we found this when the Berlin Wall fell in Poland. What's this say? And he's like, oh yeah, shit, that that was Trevor. That's what Trevor was working uh-huh. on. Like, uh, hey, Trevor, and he's like, shut up, bitch. Like, like oh, <laughs> like, and so I'm sure he he 100% knows. And it's one of those things like. The only people who are compartmentalized and the guys that make me giggle a shit ton is there's this one American who was turned spy for the USSR and he's like Putin's not a real spy. I was the real spy. I was here in America. Like, <laughs> dude, you were a puppet. So like when you think about these operations and you do these things, you never send the agents into the country unless something big is happening or you're trying to set up rings. The guys who do shit puppets puppets on a string uh-huh. like oh we need you to blow up this dam or we need you to blow up this power station or something or expendable set, someone expendable or or here's 50 dollars set fire to right. california and italy or whatever for, what, for, re- string, right? pl- for plausible deniability too like so that you yeah. like yeah well if he gets captured who gives a fuck right yeah like you right. it's an american right. dying spying yeah. on americans right. like, yeah. Hey. Yeah. one like, they don't want to talk so, about that yeah yeah and so you <sighs> I, I can't talk about it much, but it, it gets weird and it gets very unethical quick. Well, clearly, it's like how the much, whole subject like unethical. how much, 
how much are you are, are you willing to bring women and children into this are you someone willing to bring is people- like so the conversation oh. gets there i'm sure oh yeah oh oh <laughs> yeah yeah shivers down my spine man bro i was about to say the worst one is are you willing to get people who are going to get paid for something but it's actually for something else and they don't even know what they're doing mm. yeah yeah and so can't wait for that one to get declassified because i that was a very uncomfortable <laughs> let me let me put it this way i was a first lieutenant and I was livid and I got kicked out of that meeting. So what I would say is it's, it's one of those things that like when you, he talks, it's like, dude, you were a nobody, you were a pay stub and like Putin, that, what Putin that, oh, did. Oh, the guy, the, uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And so Putin, what he did is like, you have that psyops, right? Like you have Bezmanov in the back playing. Cause you're trying, what you're trying to do is like, first you do the psyops, right? You're, you're, you're playing, you're, and it's more fun now because we have the internet and I say more fun. It's easier to, to internet, right? You just tweet, you do this, you do that. that guy like this. What's that guy doing? Does he have yeah. a cousin we can talk to? Oh, he likes us and he's a friend of a friend. And like you, you go through the cousin and you get to that guy because he's actually where we need to be. And so the, the psyops are, are pinging like that. Like, like think about it, like echolocation. And then somebody pings back and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, down with America. And you're like, hey, Got that it. guy yeah. right there. And then you kind of weasel your way into him through people that you can kind of get to. And then you meet him in a discrete location that isn't that country. And then you train him up and you give him money and you give him weapons and you give him what he needs. And it's usually like one or two tasks. And if it's a big thing, like we're trying to take something down, they'll know other people. But if, for instance, let's say we're start trying to start fires all over the world because we're in a war with Ukraine and we need the economy to blow up. We send out the perestroika, we send out the the information warfare, we all these people that we've been working on for 30 years, we've been basically simmering the stew, right? Trying to make everybody believe that capitalism is bad and that all these things are bad and that we're not that bad. We're Russian, but we're not that bad. Yeah. And then we send out an echolocation and we'll get a lot more. We'll pull them out of the wood line. And then what we do is we go, okay, you're in Chile. Let's meet in Argentina. There's a big soccer game there. That's going to be your cover story. Here's, I'm going to get, when you get there, I'll give you $5,000 cash. It's going to pay for the expenses and we're going to talk. And then let's just talk. And then we, now you got a girlfriend in Argentina right? Because we hired a hooker. Right. <laughs> and so you keep going back to Argentina, but really what you're doing is you're hanging out in the wood line and you're learning how to start fires and you're learning about pipe bombs and you're learning about all these things. And then we go, okay, Bill, you're good to go. This is a Swiss bank account. This is your bank account. Here's $10,000 cash. Here's another $15,000 cash that you need to hold on to for when the time comes. And then I don't know, 2022 happens and you go, okay, hey, Remember that 15 grand? Use it. Oh, you, okay, you're good. Once you're completed with your tasks, A, B, C, and D, like these countries' forests on fire, there will be $150,000 cash in your Swiss bank account. Just send pictures via WhatsApp. Once you're done, leave that fucking country. Don't ever talk to me again. And you burn that burner phone, and then he does his little mission, and then he gets $150,000 cash, and he disappears. And if he gets caught, he's a Chilean in Chile right. who was starting fires right and it does it oh oh no we lost that that guy who gives a fuck yeah. right and so it, it once again you get kind of callous to these things and so that guy who said putin doesn't do shit he was one of the guy the fire starters 
And Putin, on the other hand, he was a defensive agent with the Stasi. He was trying to prevent that shit. He was looking for the guys that we were trying to echolocate. And so when he, if you read his book, he had like this huge like thing of like folders on people that he had to burn. I'm willing to bet my house that all it was was like information on your mom, information on your dad, information on like yeah. he probably knew everybody, everything hunting for people who had been pinged. And so it kind of works in tandem because you have intel and intelligence and psyops in the back pinging and looking and 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 basically farming to pull people out of the wood line. And then all of a sudden you find a guy from Michigan and he's like, I love guns and I hate my governor. And yeah. like, yeah. I got a U-Haul for you. <laughs> and then the they guy. get 12 of and them. And then they get, yeah, but who, what did you really lose at the end of right. the day? If yeah. you're doing phishing scams and you're collecting Bitcoin and you've like, let's say you steal $50,000 from bank accounts and grandmas and you have an operations fund of $50,000 and you hand those 12 guys $50,000 to go buy ARs and all that shit. All you did was lose man hours. Like you, you didn't were paying lose for that anyways. These yeah. guys are on salary. They're, yeah. It, like, yeah. It's, if it wasn't it, this project, it was another one. Yeah. And, and so it's so much, and I hate to say this, but it's the callous in me. It's so much fun because you, you do that and you're just like, man, people will flip on a dime. Yeah. Yeah. The human and, nature yeah. side of it all. Yeah. And, and BA and on that podcast, we talked about that. And that's what he was saying is like, you need to have those core values. Like I will never betray America. I will never beat my wife or do these things. And then you don't get geolocated. You don't get picked right. up and recruited. Right. But like you, you see it, you see it all. It, this goes back really to hard. that 60 or 70% of people, right? Like yeah. they're, they're oh, yeah. susceptible they're, to they're, that. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you could probably over the course of like six months of like pulling that in and like a little bit of money here and there, you could get them to do some dumb shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm hitting I'm hitting my bladders potential. Yeah, yeah. same same. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun though, man. It's yeah, been a great no, it's I, been I, great. I I um, have like I'm looking at my list of things we did not get to. I I know for sure we can't we don't have time to talk about the flawed logic of trying to starve out Crimea. How come nobody thought of that before? But I don't think we have time for that. I don't think we have time for that. That's the big no idea, right? They're gonna they're gonna try to starve out Crimea, and they just have to put. No, we're not doing it. We don't have time for that. I just no, think it's hilarious that people are like, "Here's a thought nobody had before." Like, turns out all the ways people tried to go after Crimea before, those were all dumb. I've got the real one. I also know how to beat roulette. Like, I love how I literally just got done on this tangent of like ethical fucking like borderline oh, God. spy agency awful things, and you're just like fucking starve two point five million people. Fuck it. <laughs> It's a new world, man. Fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I got a medieval siege. Hey, they chose to move to Crimea in 2014. It's fuck them. Like, I, <laughs> who hurt you? Who hurt you as a child? <laughs> Listening to you for the last couple hours. I came in here a doe. Like, I've Just seen spring. Summer Dustin. was amazing. It's fall now. Oh my god, hunting season. Like, this is. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna you're gonna get done with this, and everybody's gonna be talking to you. Like, hey. How pissed are you at Republicans or liberals? And you're gonna be like, wait, 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 wait. Is this a piss? Is this right? Yeah. Is that like? Oh, I'm already. Uh, like, it's every other Instagram comment. It's like the first thing I do is go to about, see when they created the account, and then I ask them, why'd you create your account in August 2023? Half the time they go, oh, I got locked out of my last one for sharing misinformation. I swear to God, people just say it. Like, it's really funny. Nah. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that we're like how deep we're into this because I'll say this and I'll end it. But like my favorite thing to do when I get in a discussion with somebody who's either liberal or conservative, go find some pictures of them, whether it's like because they usually have a <laughs> Facebook link to it. Yeah. And it's usually the worst person. It's either the fat neck beard conservative like Andrew takes the best or it's like. <laughs> The skinny liberal who's like, you're just, you need to cry a little. It's, just, <laughs> it's never, anybody you ever get in an internet argument with, just go see a picture of them and just be like, I'm good. Yeah, I wouldn't talk to you if yeah. you paid. Right. Like, yeah. Like, was, I, all of my urge to respond to your like lures are just no. Like, I wouldn't. Talk just right to off of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't want to keep you any longer. It's been two and a half hours. Well, it's I been really fun. Appreciate you. Like, it's been fun, man. Yeah, man. I yeah. I feel like if it weren't for the sake of time, eventually catching up with me and me, you know, turning into a pumpkin, I don't want. The, it's the same <laughs> thing with Alan. Every show, I'm like, I don't want to stop talking to you. Like, why would I, why would uh, we end this? But yeah. So uh, none taken podcast. Uh, I got some people I need to throw your way, and then uh, anything else you guys want to shout out. Alan, you got an idea? Oh, we uh, have uh, no. <laughs> I think we're not gonna. St- I, yeah, not yet. Not yet. We're we're, we're working on um, moving into having maybe a subscriber worthy thing to offer, and mm-hmm. once we have that straightened out, we'll have that to announce. But I guess if you like what we're doing, it's free to listen to us. You know, I I think it's fun. <laughs> find us anywhere you find this. Yeah, so you'll, you'll find us there too. Yeah. And then on Instagram, obviously, non taken podcast. Yeah, that's where I'm on mostly. We exist on other socials, but like Instagram's where I'm at. Yeah. I swear to God, if you take my thing and start hosting video game nights and start fucking with, <laughs> I was drive to Nashville and I will. Why would I do that when I couldn't just do it with you? Like, I'd just be like, no, let's get on video game night. Yeah. I'll just bring some people there with me, man. That's what it's about. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, guys. I appreciate right. it. Thanks, Cody. Cheers, man. Thanks, Cheers. Guys. All right. Drive safe. When a guy's banging you, y'all let me in this damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L-M-F-A-O. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. Cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> how great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> that was a blast, man. That was a lot of fun. Thanks. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really Seriously. do have to go piss. He's got to go pee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs>